welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Coming to you from our quarantine world, this is Ash, and I am joined by my two co-podcasters, Jimin. Hi, guys. And Nat. Hey. And this is a special free-for-all episode of Not Your Average Netizen. So we're not going to go through the news topics as usual. We're just going to kind of talk about topics in general and K-pop and maybe some things not completely about K-pop. Just to kind of be more of a hangout than our usual structured Um, episode but we will be talking about k-pop at the top of the show so don't worry about that um first off uh let's mention what we've been listening to so i'll go first um i have been listening to well it's not a song i've been listening to it's a song that i can't get out of my head and um i'm not gonna say the name of the song because i'm not gonna draw any promotion to this song but if you know you know uh, it's a song that Jungkook covered. Yes, Jungkook from BTS that he covered. And it's an English song. If you know, you know. Um, so that has been stuck in my head, even though I don't even really know that song like that. So it's kind of a strange thing. I've also been listening to... There's also another song that uh, that is Jungkook related vaguely. He put this song on one of his GCF videos. And it was like the background for it. Um, no, it's not Choice of On. Um, it's the newest, the GCF in Helsinki. And I've, I kind of like the, there's a part of the song, like the pre-chorus, that's really good. Um, so that's, those are kind of like not really K-pop, but related to K-pop, so to speak. Um, I've also been listening to um, some Luna. Yes, I still love Luna. Um, I've been listening to My Time a little bit, kind of less, it's kind of waning off at this point um but still listening to it nonetheless and then let's see hmm, i'm trying to go through all of my little most played i've been trying to learn the lyrics to this this the txt debut song their debut song was called crown i don't know if anybody remembers it but i do and something told me like like learn the lyrics to this song so i've just been listening to it a lot to really learn the lyrics and the song is actually kind of like cute like, I never really thought about the lyrics too much, but it's actually pretty cute. Like, yeah, so that is, that's really it. Like, I've been listening to that song a lot just to learn, like, to sing it, basically. Um, and that's really it. Um, shout out to Fantasia. If you know, you know. Nat? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music, mostly because I've been watching so many different things and I have been um, reading a lot of fan fiction. Oh my God, so much fan fiction. But just going through like my iTunes and stuff, I've been listening, to, I can see I've been listening to like a lot more moody music because I was listening to a lot of like the weekend and like Lifehouse and Mumford and Sons and Marina and like just really like in your emotions, a fine frenzy, um, 
the XX, Kevin Garrett, and stuff like that. In terms of K-pop, I've just been listening really just to a lot of Dreamcatcher, uh, like, a ton. Like, I added... I You know those videos on YouTube that have, like, the greatest hits or the best hits or the songs so far? And it's, like, a hour, two-hour video of all, like, their music. I've been watching those or, like, listening to those pretty much and, and just sort of cherry-picking my favorite songs. And so those are the stuff that I've been listening to. And I listened to the new A-Pink, but not the mini, just the song. And I really do like the song. And they got an all-kill. Yay. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I know Winner has a new song because I think Sung Hoon is going into the army. I haven't listened to that yet, though. And uh, who else has a new song? Oh, Jessica, her birthday's tomorrow in the West, but it's today in Korea, or it was today in Korea. Um, and so special shout out to the birthday girl. She did sing a song. She did a cover for her birthday. I don't know what song it was. It sounded very, very post-millennial. So that's probably why I didn't know what it was. But she sounded cute. She looked adorable. Uh, girl, we're waiting for the album that you said that you're working on. We need some grown music. Like, you know, how deep is your love? And you know, Dangerous Women, the stuff that you've been performing covers of on your tours. We need some of that. Less Disney, more of that. So I'm really excited to hear more from Jessica because she is being very active on TikTok and on Jessica Land on YouTube and stuff. So I'm excited for that. And I've been loving everything that she's dropped. Uh, but that that's about it for me. Ash? As far as K-pop, uh, same as you, Nat. I've been listening to Dreamcatcher just because I've been at home working all week and being in the quarantine, it seems like the music is just kind of appropriate, especially like some of their, like their darker, more rock influenced songs. So I was kind of in that type of mood. And as far as other music, there is a group called Little Mix and they released their newest single. Um, and it is really good, and I have been listening to that in a lot of their past discography, um, and just kind of having my own little personal little mix listening party, so there's that, and yeah, that's pretty much it for me, so let's get started with the discussion. Um, I wanted to um, kind of begin with a fandom or fan-related topic to just kind of move the conversation from there. But apparently there was a incident with a fan um, saying something about Jungkook or saying something implying something about Jungkook and now Big Hit is thinking or planning about suing the fan. And I'm going to let Jimin take it from here because I, that's all I know about it. <laughs> but Jimin, if you know more about that topic, do you mind talking about it? Um, I don't mind talking about it. Unfortunately, I don't know anything about it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I don't know like the extreme detail, but the sort of, overarching thing going on is um nct 127 and bts were recently on a one of the music weekly music shows together in korea 
and they were performing there. You know, NCT had Kick It and um, BTS had the songs that they had and um, on. Uh, they, I believe they performed on and I, I believe another performance. And at the end, you know how at the end all the idols come on stage who had performed that day and they just kind of like do an ending sort of bow and they, then like when the, the winner, they sort of celebrate with the winner. So like that. Um, they were like sort of at the end of the stage and Jungkook goes over to Jaehyun. So BTS Jungkook goes over to NCT 127's Jaehyun and they're close friends. And I'm assuming that, you know, they were talking about something. And when they were done, um, Jungkook smacks him on the butt, like gives him a nice little, let me, I'm going to find the video for you guys. Um, because you can take, I, I just, you know, let me just, okay. It was Inky Gaio. So Jungkook hugged um, Jaehyun and then he smacked his butt, okay? And as a result of that, a fan took to the internet and um, posted that Jungkook, basically accusing Jungkook, Jungkook of sexually harassing Jaehyun. And specifically, I want to retweet, um, a hashtag was trending in Korea and it was NCT. Institution Cha Jong He, and basically it was the the tag was as a result of what happened, and um, it was started by a fan who um, basically said that um, Jungkook had been sexually harassing Jaehyun by smacking him on his backside. So as a result of all of that happening. Big hit took to the courts in South Korea and served this fan who people are alleging is a 12 year old K netizen. They, or should I say, 12 year old South Korean NCT fan, they served her with those papers. So uh, now, baby girl is going to be, well, she's going to have to see the judge and she's going to have her have to have her day in court. So that is the situation. Is that clear <laughs> or was that a confusing? No, that was pretty clear to me. I'm going to have to edit out a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is very crazy. Okay, like... Uh, <laughs> Do you guys think the kid was in the right to go ahead and sue this 12-year-old girl? Like, <laughs> No, they don't need the money. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> I mean, it was okay. a stupid thing to say, but it yeah. also seems a bit... You know, I mean, exactly. I know that they want to protect their artist or whatever, but at the same time, it wasn't, I don't think anyone seriously thought that he was actually sexually harassing Jaehoon. Well, let me say, sorry. <laughs> Go, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say this. Um, I see both sides in this situation. I would, I totally understand the, priority of big hit from wanting to like sue anybody who would make such a serious claim especially given everything going on in south korea right now with like the interim situation and then you have the sungry stuff last year and it just seems like you know people are being connected to horrible horrible things left and right so i can see why you would want to hurry up and clear your your artist's name um but i i want i want i will say this like or not, not, but, but I want to add this to that. I, I understand why they would, you know, want to clear his name. And you, you also have to kind of look at it from the perspective of you cannot set the precedent of allowing people to just say stuff like that. Because I have 
says things like this before on the show, but I want to make it very clear my stance on when people accuse people of things. I need to hear all the facts. I can't just get one side of things and just be like, oh, that's the facts. That's not how it works. I need to be able to get all the facts. Luckily, in this situation, we have a video. You know, we can physically see what happened and we can see that. And then also we have the fact that Jaehyun himself didn't say anything. He didn't say he was sexually harassed. And we have a video that kind of shows that it, it just seemed innocent. Right. It didn't seem sinister. It didn't seem like anything sexual at all. Um, so luckily that's the case. But then you have to understand, like, what if this had been a scenario where this fan said that and there hadn't been a video or this fan said that and maybe instead of saying it was Jehan that was sexually harassed, that fan said that it was her that was sexually harassed. Like these things happen all the time. Like people don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people get falsely accused more than people who don't, but people do get falsely accused. And if you think about it, you know, this sort of thing has a place in history. I mean, you can even go back to the, like the eighties and the seventies when there was the whole situation where um, they had brainwashed like preschoolers to say that they were being like molested and stuff at school and people believed it like the whole country believed it it was like the whole satanic panic thing these people were innocent and they hadn't done anything but the whole world believed it because who are you going to believe like an, an innocent child or you know this uh, adult who's being accused of these really detailed and graphic things you know, so it, it is important for Big Hit to be like, nah, we live in a world where people get persecuted for even a mere accusation without having any facts. So I can totally see their, them wanting to like stop that before it becomes a trend. That being said, I, I'm not sure how I feel about them making an example out of a 12 year old when BTS has been sexually harassed by their own fans. Like BTS, like there has been so many worse things that have been said about and happened to bts by their own fans and by adults you know what i mean like why take it out on this 12 year old in citizen like why make an example of her specifically and you never did it for about anybody else before it just seems contradictory to me yeah i know i i definitely understand and agree with what you're saying um and i think too with the way korean laws are set up it's very easy to sue somebody for defamation you oh, know yeah. so um you have to be even more careful over there because you know celebrities will sue fans like it's a thing that happens uh where is this fan located is she american i'm pretty korean? sure she was korean that's what mm-hmm. i was reading okay um and the, because the tag trended in korean before it had even made it to america oh okay um, um so and yet you're right you do have to be way more careful i mean south korea takes defamation like this sounds really strange for me to bring this up but there's actually like an lsat question that is really similar to this on one of the old lsat practice tests and it's like you know basically why is blackmail um illegal in the united states because technically you do have freedom of speech and then you also it is legal to get money so why is blackmail which is a combination of freedom of speech and then going and getting money. Why is it, why is the combination of it illegal? And I just think it's an interesting question to apply to this scenario. Like, you know, it it sparks a greater, a greater conversation about what should be considered defamation and how freedom of speech works. Yeah. Um, Because in America, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like anybody can say something like that. And like, Obviously, don't get me wrong, like certain things you 
like in America, it just it just works a little bit differently. I don't I'm not exactly sure how it works in South Korea in terms of like who gets the punishment yeah. because she's a, a minor. So like yeah. who is going to be paying the lawsuit? The parents probably. Right. And then America also, if uh, an allegation like that is made, there's typically people try to push for like a criminal, you know, trial as well mm-hmm. for the person being accused. Yes. So I haven't heard anything about that. So I'm just going to assume that in Korea that doesn't happen. So it does spark a debate of like, what can you sue people over? If you can sue people over anything like, oh, my God, that's a little bit t- tyrannical because Imagine if you said, imagine if you had like a valid critique on your government. Then, Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I'm kind of just like, okay, you want to set an example, then, you know, make a statement or something. I don't think suing a 12 year old is going to really like lend positive, I don't know, feedback or um, like positive views on your company. Right. That's true. Teenagers, they're assholes. They do stuff like this. I mean, they don't have the life experience to really understand why they shouldn't do something like that. And I'm like, it's not an excuse. It's just like a reality. You know, like I remember being 12, you know, like running your mouth is kind of something that you do. So (laughs) that's also facts. Like I I remember being 12 and I remember, I I mean, yeah, 12 year olds, they honestly just say stuff sometimes. And I'm just like, what would make you say that? Like, yeah why would you even think to say something like that? And so, yeah, I, I totally get that aspect of it. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of get their reasoning though. Like they don't want to have this set a precedent of, oh, you can just say whatever you want about Jungkook because the fact of the matter is in this day and age, imagine like, imagine for a second that like we didn't have that video mm-hmm. and that fan said that. Do you think the situation would be different? Um, I don't, for me personally i can't say yes or no because i didn't even know about the situation to begin with so (laughs) um i don't and i didn't see anything about it online like this is honestly just news to me today so i can't really say one way or another if it's going to be different like i do understand like you don't want people talking shit especially fake shit especially serious fake shit like like abuse um and sexual abuse you know from your yours the people signed to your company like you don't want negative press to sort of spread especially untrue negative press because then you know you have situations where netizens turn on you and people think it's true like like well look what happened with tiara right basically their careers were tanked in korea because of rumors started by the actual bully who said that she was being bullied you know so i mean i totally get it i just don't think suing a 12 year old is like the response you know like mm-hmm. so okay a, a, like a stern warning on their website okay. you know like a statement like those are things that i could understand a lot more but suing a 12 year old like whose parents probably don't have the money for it and also just bringing more attention to her like uh yeah you know she said something that was messed up i definitely understand it but you know doxing a 37 year old woman named Karen who called somebody at the N word at the Apple store versus doxing a 12 year old, you know, for just being a 12 year old. Like those are two different things, you know, well, did they dox her? Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming that they did. Like if people know oh. who she is, I'm assuming her life. Well, is- I don't think they know people know her identity. I think I'm thinking they know like her Twitter name or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't think they know who she is. Like but in that seen Twitter detectives work. So I mean, that's very true. Yeah. I don't think they knew her. It's liable that well, her name doesn't come up, her parents' name will come up. That's true, but like at the same time, like, I, okay, so 
first and foremost, usually matters related to juveniles are sealed. I don't know if that is the same way in South Korea, but definitely in America, matters related to juveniles are always sealed. Any parties mentioned, their names will be like in a juvenile matter, their names will be um, redacted. Well, not any parties, but the juvenile party and anything that can reveal the juvenile's identity also would be redacted. So I would assume that would apply in Korean law as well. It would be kind of messed up if it did it. I will have a lot of questions if it didn't. Um, but also to to that end, you know, there's also the aspect of like, okay, this sounds also messed up, but in South Korea, the naming conventions in South Korea are such that there can be millions of people with like the same name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, there's like a fixed amount of names that they really, really often use. And you can say that in, in any other like language, but not really because in South Korea, I don't know if people even notice this, but the first names are usually only two syllables. And female first names have a certain kind of thing. And male first names, it, it's very different from like in America where you could have somebody named Zambuki Kwashika the third. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to have like the variety of names like that. So the likelihood of them like specifically finding this girl because they find out her parents' names I probably do also kind of low, but that's besides the point. That's just like, um, like me trying to address like every aspect of like the opposite argument, which is that, you know, you're exposing this girl. I I think that there's a way that they could do it where they don't expose her identity. I don't like what I just like, like, what are they getting out of it? I feel like my whole question, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm agreeing there, but I'm also playing the devil's advocate because I'm kind of trying to look at it from the extent to like, or from the perspective too, that like, what would a strongly worded statement do? When has that ever deterred? Yeah, but I mean, at at the end of the day, like it's, okay, so if we're going to apply logic to the situation, Jungkook Mm -hmm. hugged the guy and then patted his butt. Mm -hmm. That seems like a friendship move. Not Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, they're They're very close. Like, I think if he had smacked his butt and like just walked by, it would be kind of weird, but the fact that they ki- they hugged first, I was going to say kiss, I don't know why, but if that's <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> the fact that they hugged first and then he like playfully patted his butt, especially in a world like K-pop where, pe- where men are meant to sort of like be kind of cutesy towards each other and have skinship and it's like a thing, like it just doesn't make sense unless like I feel like to be fair, Jungkook doesn't really do the skinship thing though, like he doesn't, he's not that kind of person. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, overall, in the industry, like, men, you know, embracing sort of, like, quote-unquote feminine traits. Okay. It's its own thing, you know? Um, But, like, that is a thing that happens. So, for me, it's kind of like, okay, it would be... And on top of that, on top of that, masculine men in sports pat each other all the time. Yeah, that's true. Where are you going with this? So, it just (laughs) seems to me... You know what? I wasn't even sure where I was going with it. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I figured out. Like, you know what it is? It's things have just sort of been like coming to me as I'm as I'm talking. Sorry, but okay. So basically, what I was trying to say is that nobody looking at this, like outside of this one girl, I guess, could see something. It was inappropriate and borderline assault or actual assault, unless you're looking for it. Is kind of the idea. So I think this is such a ridiculous statement to make that it doesn't even warrant a response, you know? Um, like, unless, like, I would take the high road in something like that because I think, honestly, it's just not even worth my time. <laughs> Quote, you know, like, shout out to Jim, to Jungkook. 
you know, I don't think it is worth the effort even to sue her or to even put a letter out. But I think I was like, look, if you're going to do something, at least a statement on your site, you know, saying like they're good friends. This is how good fr- these two good friends, you know, show how that they're good friends. You okay. Know, so like showing that. his innocence, you mean? I mean, if you need to, I just think it's so stupid and ridiculous that I wouldn't. I would. No, I agree. Like, I definitely wow. because we see this a lot yeah. in K-pop, boys and girls. You know, we see the, we see a like you said, we do see skinship. I mean, it is strange for Jungkook because he doesn't really do it a lot. Um, well, okay, he doesn't do like the whole fan service skinship, I guess. Um, so it, it is. I, I get what you're saying and where you're coming from. I definitely agree. I just like I. I guess where Big Hit might be coming from, and I'm just trying to like, you know, I'm not trying to like argue, like if that's what you feel. I'm just trying to like show how they may be thinking of it. Like I'm trying no, to I figure do. out what the I, alternative would be. Like I get what you're saying. Really I think we should advocate for a different alternative. I don't think we should yeah. just sue every single person just because. I think it shows a huge possessiveness by them too, like yeah. um, of the um of BTS by kind of, you know, at the first kind of semi-controversial thing, they're like, ah, I'm going to see you, you know, slap somebody with a, you know, with a, you know, thing to, to bring them to court. And the penis. (laughs) But I think that, yeah, it's, it definitely shows like, I mean, BTS is their huge moneymaker and I'm not, in that case, I'm not really surprised that they would be very, you know, wary of any type of like negative news around them. But at the same time, and I'm sorry, I forgot which which one of you said it. It makes it does bring more attention to it, you know, by them like trying to solve it in this way. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's their okay. I think that's their ultimate goal because one thing that people do a lot, like, especially in like, this happens more so in business, like where people will literally just get something trademarked or patented just so they can sue you if you try to use it. Like that happens a lot. And I think this is one of those cases where, okay, then you might be asking, where does this apply? Cause I know it don't make sense, but I do feel like this is one of those cases where big hit is trying to set precedent. Actually, you know what? I don't know why I didn't use this situation, um, this other situation. The Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court does this all the time where they will take a case that has been tried, you know, before in other courts. It will, they will, okay, let me take that back because nothing that has been tried in the United States Supreme Court is tried the same way. So let me rewind. The Supreme Court, you might be wondering why, how do they choose the cases that they take? They choose the cases that they choose because and because they try to pick the ones that set the most precedent, right? So there could be like, for example, millions of athletes who use um, performance enhancing drugs, but they're they're more likely to take a case if you know I don't know. Let's say LeBron James uses it because they can make an example out of him. And I think this is kind of similar to Big Hit, like where you're right, you you say it brings more attention to it, and I think they're doing that on purpose because they're trying to show you you cannot mess with BTS. You might be able to do this to all these other groups. You might be able to say that G Hill is too good for Kong Daniel. You might be able to say that, I don't know, what is something we'd be saying on this show? 
I don't know. You might be able to say that uh, <laughs> Sungry is a piece of trash and every member of oh, Winner yeah. is a rapist, but you cannot talk about BTS in that same way. I think that's kind of what they're trying to show. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, I mean, okay, at the end of the day, they can do whatever they want. You know, like defamation, things like that in Korea, like those are very serious um sort of sort of serious crimes and things like that and you can sue netizens like that's not really something you can do here that i know of no um, you can't just sue random people yeah. now i have heard of people prosecuting people for like if you tell somebody to kill they, themselves and they do it um i have heard of people being prosecuted yes. for that yeah, white girl, this, right yeah i went to jail because she texted her boyfriend and told him basically to, to kill himself and then he later he did he did it, i think yeah. she just got out of jail recently too but she did go Dang, that's crazy. But I mean, I think I, I think that's the only time I've ever really heard of somebody like really getting in trouble for something they said on the internet, though. Like I haven't heard of like cyberbullying is something people talk about, but like it's not something I feel like is prosecuted heavily. Because if you think about it, even stuff like revenge porn, that type of stuff is not prosecuted as aggressively as most non-cyber crimes, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's because it mostly affects women and the laws are not really set up to protect women. So, hey, I'm not disagreeing over here. I'm yeah. just like saying, you know, if you think about it, these cyber crimes just don't get prosecuted. They and don't. it's like they you don't. don't hear about that. Whereas South Korea, I mean, they'll prosecute you. You could call um, you to the toilet. <laughs> they'll prosecute you. <laughs> 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 Well, do you guys, I mean, I feel like talking about this stuff with the fan um, is kind of emblematic of how there's a bigger problem with K-pop fan, yeah, K-pop fandom in general. And, you know, some people have been talking about on social media, like how they feel it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And you know, you know, we've talked about, you know, situations where people have been doxxed and, and people have lost scholarships and, and all kinds of stuff because of them saying things that fans didn't like, you know, of certain groups. And so they found out who they are and they go after them and like in a real personal way that I think, you know, crosses a major line. But I mean, I know stan culture is like a thing like everywhere, but I mean, I mean, is it fair to say that K-pop fans are like a certain brand of crazy? Yes. No. <laughs> um, I, I think, and I think this, you know what, this applies, sorry, Nat, do you want to take the, the I never asked you, but do you want to? Or take do you what? want me to go ahead and say what I was going to say? Say it, I, say it. Okay, because I want us I want us to have like a real discussion about this. This is so sure. important. Okay. Um there is this distinction between K-pop fans and uh fans of like stuff that's not K-pop, really. I mean, honestly, even you know, Star Wars fans and like the nerds and stuff like that. Okay, I say the nerds as if K-pop fans aren't nerds, but um there there's but there is a distinction between like these k-pop and everything else k-pop kind of fans i feel like they the reason why their approach is very different in terms of how aggravating they can be as 
an entire like a collective the reason why it seems very different than other like types of fan groups i think is because there's a feeling of superiority that comes with k-pop fans that i feel like i don't really notice as much um and when i say superiority i don't mean like just the whole my fave is better than yours or whatever no i mean the whole like um south korea is perfect and is in heaven <laughs> for yeah. real I, one thing i don't get from like fans for example if you're a beyonce stand you're just a beyonce stand right you're not like n- you're not necessarily going oh well black r&b music is perfect <laughs> and like you know you're not like a subscribe ascribing beyonce's entire like personality to the entire community like you're not describing subscribing her music to an entire community of people or like you're not saying every single person from houston is perfect because beyonce is in your mind perfect you know what i mean yeah i know absolutely i don't see that what do you guys think about that uh i i think it goes back to the it's straight like special up snowflake syndrome or something yeah but it's also like I don't know. I don't know what it is about the maybe it's a Korean thing or an Asian thing, maybe or like an East Asian thing. Maybe it's something that we don't get right where, you know, high schools have like ranking systems. So everybody in the school is ranked and rated. You know, China has like uh, was it like medicine points or some shit like that, you know, like where you can see where you rate next to other people. Are maybe, you like, saying that Asian high school is like Black Mirror? No, well, I, is it? I don't, I've only watched one episode of Black Mirror. It was Striking Viper, Vipers with Nicole Bahari, and it was fantastic. But that's nope. the only episode I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but based on every Korean drama I've ever watched and every manga or anime I've ever read, uh, they have a ranking system, and you are basically ranked against your peers, and your parents see it and things like that. So there's this like sort of inbred competition, you know, uh, and I think it translated perfectly to something like K-pop where the companies are like, yeah, you want them to be competitive because you want the fans to feel like if their group is not doing, is not the top that they're slacking, you know? Right. And so I, I think it's just like a facet of K-pop that might be mirroring, you know, like something in the, the culture there. I, I don't know for sure to say it. It's just the things that I do know, like it seems like they correlate in some ways, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert guys. Like I'm not making actual statements. I'm just surmising here. <laughs> and so I think that that is one of the reasons that people feel that they have to push their artists and their group to the top. And if they're not, it's somehow reflects on them in a weird way you're like yes for sure my group is not doing well you know like we're we're trash or maybe like the music is trash or like maybe there's something that's lacking i don't know about you but like i like what i like if you don't like it then you know that's great find something else you like as long as like i'm still getting content i don't care (laughs) about if other people like it i mean it's great you know like a pink got all kill um and all kill and i think that's the first one since like no 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 or but you don't feel like you don't feel like this sense of a of of competition is sort of emblematic of all stand bases though like not just k-pop yes but i feel like westerns 
Western fan bases have moved towards the Korean brand of fan basing. Yes. More so than anything else. And that's why. Because I remember when you were a Beyonce fan, we didn't talk about none about like Beehive and like Lambs and Navy and all this bullshit. Like that stuff is actually very recent. And that stuff, honestly, in my opinion, came from the K-pop fans. They you think so? I think so. Because I, I mean... When you well, were, I wasn't like, around uh, during that time, but when you were in N- when I was an NSYNC fan, and it was like NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys, we didn't have like a uh, names random name, you know, like it, it wasn't, wasn't that so deep. personal either. No, it wasn't personal either. It's like yeah, you know, like people had like preferences, but to say like I'm never like as a teenager, and I mean we didn't ha- really have the internet popping in the same way either right where you had places mm-hmm. like you know fan forum twitter things like that where fans can congregate and like make trouble um but you know when i was a, like a teenager and a kid and i loved this stuff it wasn't really a matter of like you can't listen to the backstreet boys they are the competition they suck let's dox them you know like it wasn't even like that it was like i can still like, <laughs> yeah i can't even dox people back then <laughs> right um <laughs> unless you had like a phone book and you looked them up <laughs> <laughs> that's just somebody in a phone book but but like i'm not like i still love like quit playing games with my heart was still that song like even when i was popping to like it's gonna be me you know like it wasn't that big i love christina Aguilar. i preferred her to britney but you know oops i did it again you know all these songs i love them with my all my heart so it wasn't even a big deal i mean that's probably why multi-fan anyways but do you think multi-culture or or the not multi-culture but the culture of (laughs) <laughs> multi-culture <laughs> but the, sorry but the culture of hating multis you think that's extended to the western music scene huh, what do you think, i don't yeah? think as much i mean there's the stan culture but i don't think there's this weird aversion to being a, a multi-fan you know like it's like yeah you can like more than one person at the same time because honestly net some of the stuff you're describing i feel like I'm attributing a lot more of that stuff to social media and, and less to K-pop like in general. Cause you're right about like, I kind of agree now that you kind of elaborated more with like the fandom name things. Like, even though, like I said, I wasn't in K-pop, when, you know, back when fandom names were becoming popular in the West. Um, but I do kind of see where like there could be a strong correlation because again, like it seemed like Korean fans have always had names like Cassiopeia. And like, that was way before anybody had a fandom name over here. Um, but I guess oh, like for sure, some of, for sure. Some of the I mean, they they sorry. knew how to market these idols. Yes, uh, but I guess some of the oh, other oh, stuff. Yeah, sorry. Some of the stuff that you are saying, though, I do feel like it's more because of the advent of social media in terms of like how it's translated to the Western culture. Because I feel like before artists were talking to their fans and like you know showing their personalities on twitter and like hopping on instagram live and sharing every minute of their lives Ugh. people had this idea this fantasy of their favorite artists you know what i mean and it wasn't about being relatable it was about being larger than life and that was why you know we always talk about our our legends from the 80s that was why you know uh, michael and whitney and, and madonna and like these legends could sell millions of albums and then go away for like five years and then come back and sell millions of albums again and then have people hundreds of thousands of people going to their concerts it's this feeling of you're connecting with somebody that is so much bigger than you right 
Beyonce actually is probably one of the only artists that still kind of uses this method of being secretive in a sense or being closed off to her fan base. It works. People, if the more they see you, the less, actually it's like the less they see of you, you know, the less they have a chance to see you as, I hate to say it, but see you as human. So it's like you, I don't know, like you, you don't have that constant access to your favorite star. And I feel like now that you have that constant access, you get the whole, um, you get a whole other aspect of fandom that I, that I think, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't attribute it solely to K-pop and Korean culture in terms of how it has translated to the Western, you know, fan bases. But I, I see where you're coming from, though. Does that actually guys said make sense? Sorry. Ash. Yeah, it did. It totally did. Because it made me think of just as a note, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed recently with, with the quarantine and everything going on and like celebrities, you know, live streaming or whatever from their houses, their huge mansions talking about how bad the, you know, quarantining is. And, you know, Ellen DeGeneres talking about how her huge freaking home feels like a prison, uh, that there's been a, quite a lot of articles about how celebrity culture or celebrity, like idolism, idolatry is like, fading in a way Mm -hmm. because of what you were saying Jimin this you know having to be on social media and show more of yourself more and more and more and the mystery is you know the fantasy is pretty much gone and you know then you have instances where someone like I don't know if you guys know him um uh, his name is, he's an actor. He was in Ezra Miller. Oh yeah. The whole thing with Ezra Miller and him. Yeah. Slammed her or whatever, like tried to choke her or whatever. Wow. Um, and you know, of course that was trending Ezra Miller's over party and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, you have so it's so easy for stuff to end up online or for celebrities to slip up and say something stupid. It ruins everything. I mean, look at Jejun. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. mean, it, you know, it, and it's it's just, you know, a bit back in the day, he was like, I remember people used to kind of refer to him as like almost like an fans would be like oh he's like an angel or something like he's because he's so unreal and beautiful and and it's like well no actually he's a screw up like you know it's easy to be beautiful when you only see those gq photo shots but now i'm getting selfies every day i'm rethinking it yeah i mean it's just it's it's a thing you know and the whole it's the whole mystery is is gone out of it and I like that you brought that up. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm pretty much done with that. But I mean, that made me think of that because, yeah, I mean, celebrities be doing some crazy stuff on social media and hurting mm-hmm. them themselves in the process. But and I mean, like I said, you see it, and I mean, K-pop is a lot more uh, structured, and you know, their managers keep them on more of a tight leash. But you. I mean, we are seeing it on some level with with them. 
For sure. I really like that you brought that up. I really do because um, it, it really, the whole situation with the quarantine just highlights, like you said, everything about, you know, the social media culture. And it also makes me think about, I was watching a YouTube video the other day by that YouTube channel that I recommended to you guys not too long ago. Um, the guy who he ended up like, he basically graded BTS's recent album. Um, he's, even though he doesn't like BTS, he actually listened to their whole album and like gave it a grade or whatever. Um, I was watching one of his YouTube videos and he was talking about Justin Bieber's promotions for yummy. And he was saying like, why is Justin Bieber trying so hard to go viral? Like, cause I guess Justin was like all over the internet, like trying to telling his fans, you know, you know, play the song everywhere. He tried to turn the song into a meme. He tried to make meme faces in the music video, just like doing everything in his power to get the song to go viral and all of that. And he said, why? And it, it, apparently, I guess what sparked him to like make this video is that Justin was on a YouTuber's channel. And apparently this is one of the, I don't know if you ever heard of this YouTuber. I actually don't remember his name now I think about it, but he's a pretty big YouTuber. Um, I, and um, Justin went on his channel to promote Yummy and I guess his argument with the YouTuber who I was watching his channel, what he was saying was, is, you know, like this is, it kind of goes to show you like that it almost feels like people who are actual celebrities are like trying to have the same type of fame that YouTubers have without kind of understanding why YouTubers have that fame. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting point. Like you have to like that, that, you know, actually this whole YouTube fandom culture, like this YouTube star or influencer, what what would you call that? Like influencer fan culture? Yeah, I mean, like I would say YouTubers are pretty much like influencers. Yeah. yeah. I've always been really late to these games, so I don't really, I didn't know that they had fandoms. Oh, fandoms. yes, they do. Like, uh, only, only when they f up and like say the n-words on streams and stuff like that do i actually realize that these people have like actual like they actually have millions of fans you know um usually i'm just like on twitter on youtube or whatever and i'm just like not interested not interested not interested <laughs> you know like that yeah that's kind of, like i look for things that i want and then i don't care about anything else so um no i totally agree and i think that with the way the world is now you have like the idea of celebrity being a celebrity maybe it's Oh, this is going to sound really shady. But I was going to say that maybe it's because you don't have people doing the groundbreaking things that they were doing before. So there was like a big gap in terms of talent and in terms of accessibility. So that's why you could do the things that Madonna, Mariah, and even Beyonce, you know, and Rihanna and things like that, the things that they're doing regular people can't be doing it, you know? Like, regular people can't be, like, curating who has access to the pictures like Beyonce does, you know? They can't be curating when they drop their music like Rihanna does. Regular people will do whatever they can to be visible and and sort of allow some sort of, like, very thin wall between them and, like, you know, their subscribers or whatever you want to call them. Um, and so, uh, in terms of, you know, now with what you have Justin Bieber, you know, going on YouTube reviewers. Mm -hmm. Is it a reviewer? No, like, like just like they're just called YouTubers. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like Justin Bieber doing that, 
honestly, when I heard about it, it it made me think that he felt that he had fallen off and he needed yes. to get back on. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly. why he did it. People exactly. like Diana, people like Beyonce, even people like Drake, they don't need to do stuff like that because... But to be fair, okay, now I I like that you brought that up because doesn't that make you think about how um, Drake promoted this little new song that he has out and like how he's trying so hard. He has this song out where he's like trying so hard to make the dance go viral. And it's like, it's Uh, so obvious. It's how we, you know, you remember how we talked about a long time ago. I don't remember when it was. It might have been when the chicken noodle soup dance or something. It was some K-pop song that had a dance or no, no. It was BTS, I believe. They like created a dance, like no, not BTS. It was NCT, NCT, <laughs> and I hate saying this because I love NCT. NCT One Two Seven created the regular challenge, and it was like regular, huh? And it was really stupid. It was like so dumb. It was dumber than even the chicken noodle soup challenge, and I know that's hard to beat. <laughs> and okay. it was like let's you know create a challenge to get people to do because you remember the shiggy. Everybody was in the shiggy that summer. Um, and people was like, let's create a challenge because, you know, it worked for Drake's song. And now we have, um, you know, nice for what going viral, you know, like, why don't we do that for everything? And, and it just it Drake is doing that with his new song. And it like reeks of not I don't think Drake think that he's falling off. I think Justin definitely think that he's falling off because uh, that girl, <laughs> Selena, done outed him in all kind of ways. Um, I do definitely think that. But. I do think that Drake feels like he has to do this to stay relevant. Yeah, I don't well, think, you know what I mean? Like that he has to go viral. And, there's and, something to be said though about like rap and how it's a youthful sort of like endeavor. And I mean, now, now we have older rappers who, you know, are still sticking around. They don't drop as much content, obviously, but they're still, you know, in it to make money like Jay-Z, Nas, things like that. But I remember even being a kid and it's like, there was definitely a line where like the new rappers came on this on the scene and like the old rappers just gone, you know? Um, I don't think pop works that same way. I mean, obviously, yeah, you do get people falling off, but I mean, Justin Timberlake is still doing okay. Last time I checked, I don't know. Well, mm. Never mind. Never mind. Really, yeah, I'm about to say he kind of. Never really mind. I just remember that album and it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. I'm gonna need Justin Timberlake to never make music ever again. To be honest, <laughs> I, would, I would be happy with that. So just yeah, forget I don't that. just forget that. I don't know. I I don't know about Drake. I don't know what Drake is doing. Drake doesn't need to do it. But also, I heard that the last couple albums of Drake were pretty kind of soft. So I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't really follow Drake to be honest with you. I think he's still I mean, like the either, highest Drake. selling artist of like the decade or something like that. He's definitely still up there in terms of like sales. Like I don't think Drake is falling off, and I don't think he has fallen off. I'm just saying, like it. I'm there is a, in okay. Now I want to address something that you just said because it was very interesting. You mm-hmm. said that you don't think pop works the same way because like rap is a very much youth oriented. Pop is also very youth oriented, though, and I do think that pop works the same way. And the reason why, and I point to the the biggest reason I can point to is Gaga. Gaga was always. I don't think she was doing stuff. I think she. I don't think she was doing stuff to quote unquote go viral. But I do think she was doing stuff to get attention. Um, in terms of like, and that is smart. Her little you know marketing strategy, whatever you want to call it, it was smart. The whole you know dressing in the meat dress. And, you know, just being, oh, LOL, so edgy, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, there's this culture of, like, 
the, in pop of I got to be edgy, right? It's like the Miley Cyrus thing. Miley Cyrus is pop. You know, people, I, I doesn't matter if she had a, had a hip hop phase or whatever, or still going through it. She's at the heart of it. She's pop. She's not country. She's not, she is pop. Okay. Like pop does have those elements in my opinion. And I think it's interesting that you think that it's different from, because you, you're saying that like, because rap is more youth like oriented at this point that is different. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm trying to, I guess in my opinion, like pop is not too far from that. I think in fact, these days, you know, rap is pop, <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. in, in many ways, like pop is just doing, I mean, literally the little definition of pop, of course, is just whatever's popular. popular. Right. Yeah. But yeah. also too, like, I, I get what you mean in terms of what we traditionally think of as a pop star is not a person like Drake, but Drake yeah. is a pop star. I was thinking more like, uh, you know, the, the, the stars from the 80s who were still making music into the 90s, you know, who were getting up there in age, but could still command a stage, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays, not so much. And Beyonce isn't really pop anymore. She she sort of goes in between, but like Lemonade is not a pop album. It's not. So, um, yeah, I was thinking, you know, actually, like when I said it, I was actually thinking of Madonna for some weird reason. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. You were thinking- and Janet, Janet had a number one album too, right? So I was actually kind of thinking about like the the older generation more yeah. so than like I don't really listen to new popular music though. So like yeah, I, don't I don't listen to Kesha or Ooh. Iggy Zillia or whatever. I don't know Baby like Rexa or something. Oh my gosh, she's super popular, but I don't know a single song by her. She has a weird face, but I don't know. Like uh, that was racist. <laughs> <laughs> no. Baby Rexa is one of those people that's like everywhere, but she still hasn't Nowhere? really popped. Yeah, like it's yeah. strange. No, you know what it is. Every time I see her, she has really, really dark, thick, big, like black eyeshadow or eye makeup. So she kind of looks like a raccoon. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's these, what I think about the the opinions of Natalie are not endorsed by us here at Not Your Average Business. <laughs> but no, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, and, it's an interesting conversation. I no, mean, for sure. Popularity and about, you know, East versus West and how they influence each other and sort of like the line. Because like all the, I follow like a bunch of K-pop idols on Instagram and you would not even think that there's a quarantine going on by following these people. Yeah, no, they like, well they, they're not, not under quarantine. Yeah, exactly. So, has no quarantine whatsoever. So yeah, so it's kind of crazy, like like watching Western news and then seeing like you know Chan at a restaurant or a cafe every other day taking pictures. You know, it's so surreal how separated they are. So uh, yeah. No, I kind of want to. Okay, I, I want to go back a little bit because I did. I I did have something else to say on this topic. Sure. Um, I I don't I don't mean to like you know disagree or anything. I'm just saying like in, in certain aspects in terms of like how East influences West or like what popularity means or like how the whole concept of going viral. These are all things that are interrelated, right? I, I do think that that people. It, you said you were speaking more about older pop stars. That definitely makes sense. You know in hindsight, like looking back at what you were saying, um, they, they don't have to depend on that. Like <laughs> Janet doesn't have to depend on going viral. I mean, oh. and I don't think she ever thinks she has to either. No, 
but these new pop stars like like you said bb rexa or you know people that we don't even know what they're i mean you know what her face looks like you said she looked like a raccoon i don't know what the woman looks like (laughs) you know these people i feel like kind of have to go viral or they feel like they have to go viral and and it's just i don't think that that's something that comes from k-pop and i'm not saying you say that i'm just saying I don't think that's something that comes from the influence of K-pop. I think that's something that is the influence of the internet. Um, In terms of the influence of K-pop elsewhere in Western fan culture, um, I think my initial point, kind of going back to what we were originally talking about, I think what I was initially saying was that, um, you know, K-pop has this sense of, um, what was I saying, y'all? Was I saying ownership? Oh, no, they have this sense of like, because it's South Korean, it's perfect. Like it's like special snowflake syndrome. Like, look at me, I'm listening to Korean music, and what are you doing? Listen to your local music. <laughs> like it's just so strange. Like, look at me, I'm listening to BTS sing, you know, rap about love yourself, and you're listening to, you know, your rappers talk about, you know, hoes and cars and money. And it's just like mm, that's something that I don't see a lot with Western fandom. Like I don't see a lot of, you know, fans of Western music now. When I say Western music, I, I want to be particular that I'm talking about pop music. I don't see like a lot of Western pop fans being like, oh, you're listening to that dirty music about drugs and stuff. I'm listening to this uplifting rap music. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> so I, do, I do feel like it's permeating a bit more over time, especially not just because of the content, but because we know so much about their personal lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like somebody who listens to, like, a Future song and somebody who hates Future because Future, you know, doesn't know he's how to trash. wear condoms and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, he I feel like say he's trash. Look- <laughs> I feel like they look down on, you know, people who listen to Future sometimes uh, or, like, you know, obviously, like, R. Kelly. People, you know, have a lot of opinions about people who still listen to R. Kelly and who are still okay about it. So I think that there is, like, some some sort of, like, base like level of fandom where people do judge you based on what you listen to but oh, yeah. it's not at the same extent obviously as as something like this and i mean you know you're gonna have respectability politics as well you know like the uppity uppity negroes talking about oh, i don't listen to rap music it's all bitches and hoes and you know like i don't know what it is i just thought like bougie and it came out i'm sorry <laughs> no so because usually those the black kids that be saying stuff like that and yes it be it's, in my experience it's usually kids that say stuff like that they actually talk a little bit more like this and they're like they they honestly they remind you of school shooters i hate to say it but they do i hate to say yeah. it say that i could see that though for sure well like they, they think that rock music like punk rock music is better than everything else like it's kind of their something it's deep right it's deep like <laughs> these are my feelings like okay <laughs> you can feel more than just like darkness in your soul or whatever yeah, please turn the light on like <laughs> outside into the sun thank you <laughs> like it's just so strange to me like and i mean i listen to moody music you guys know i listen to moody music like sometimes i just want to listen to like an hour loop of like heartbreak songs and it's fine you know but like Sometimes, also, on the flip side, I'll, I'll listen to like NSYNC and like Mariah and like fun, happy K-pop, girly, girly, you know, music, and I'll be fine with that too. Like, 
you, you, I that's why multi like fans in the K-pop world are the best fans because they have the best taste because they they just go by what sounds good. They don't go by like what their fave has dropped. You know, like the dedicated hardcore fans who are like, "Oh, this song is great." And you're like, "No, it's trash. You just say it's great because your idol group dropped it." And I mean, I've been guilty of that, too. Yes, I, you I, have. I Shut up. But I, I can admit that I've been guilty of it too, where like um like I can't remember the last song Shinwell dropped. I'm I bought it. I don't know what it sounds like. You know, it's just a part of like the K-pop world. But you know, like for me, their last good song was probably Touch. Yeah. Kiss Me Like That. That's the last song. That was I, a long time ago, Nat. That's kind of messed I know, up. Right? <laughs> I know. Um, but like this is what I mean like you, multi fans are the best because that's how you get into different sounds that's how you get into different groups that's how you learn to be less pretentious oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, like you know that's how you do it that's why whenever I see people who are like against anti-fans I know like those are the people that I don't want to be around those are the people that I just like want to mute right off the bat and just like never have to interact with them again against anti-fans? Like no no um like single fandom fans who are oh, against oh who don't like multi fandom yeah, fans yeah. Uh, yeah sorry I worded that wrong or weird but you know like if I see somebody who's like oh how could you like that I thought you were a oh my girl fan but you're not a oh my girl fan you like Luna too like settle down yes Jake. I like Luna <laughs> you know like it's not even that big a deal but I will mute like on my personal account I just mute them right away I just it's not even for I know I've been in this too long to know that I don't want any part of it. So that's it. Yeah. I know like to the like I don't like okay, you talked about like people who just like music because their face put it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that's not me. You guys know how I am. I be roasting NCT all day because they be making some trash music. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes, I right? Roast my too. Yeah. I mean now, okay, Monster X is a weird situation because they were not my faves before. I, like when I was ro- when I was roasting them, they weren't. I didn't really like them like that. Um, that's because their Korean music is trash. But um, yeah, NCT I roast them. I think the only time I really haven't roasted is like if it's a group that I feel like has no skips. Like, I, you know what I mean? And that's not me being biased. That's me being honest. I truly feel like okay. Let's make a distinction here. There's a difference between genuinely liking something and liking it because your fave put it out. So we're not talking about the people that genuinely like every single thing they fave put out just because they happen to like it. We're talking about the people that pretend to like it because they feel like that's the only way they can be a good friend, fan. Yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like the ones that say, oh, you just have to listen to it um, three more times and yeah. then you'll get, you know, and you see that a lot. Yeah, like like they're pressuring each other into like liking it, even though they know it's trash. Listen to me. I have to tell you guys something. This is a word of advice and you can apply this to more than just the music you like. If you have to force yourself to do something, it's not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, it's not worth the 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 time and effort because honestly, okay, this is going to sound weird. A lot of people approach relationships that way too. Like they feel like they have to force themselves to like everything their partner likes or, you know what I mean? Force themselves to do anything in a relationship. If you feel like that, like I said, you can apply this logic to anything. 
just don't like you need to give it up it's not for you and if you can't that is a sign okay this sounds extreme but that kind of is a sign of like a toxic relationship that you have yeah no absolutely I, and I know that sounds like strong language, but I think it's so important because I, like you said, people get doxxed <laughs> for being multi-fans and people are scared of being a multi-fan because they're scared they're going to get doxxed. Yeah. And it might sound crazy, but I've like when I saw how they doxxed that girl, look, anything is possible. That girl yep. lost her scholarship. So um, that's why I'm saying this now, like truly, like if you feel like, I don't know, that that's just my word of advice. Like, just it's not like common sense, but a lot of people, when you in the situation, it, it's not going to feel like an easy decision to make. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, y'all sound like I made that sound more serious than what it was. No, no, it was a good way to end it. I think like yeah. a really good way to sort of end the discussion because it's yes. a lot of good points being being made for sure, and oh. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's next? Well, um, speaking of fan rivalries, One Direction. Yes. Um, is it my understanding that they may be reuniting at some point? Possibly. So basically what had happened was that the four guys and I think their official One Direction Twitter started following Zane. Now, Zane was like, mm, I don't know about these white boys. So he hasn't followed them back. So we're waiting with bated breath. Uh, Matt is waiting with bated breath. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I because you know what? I'm tired of Zayn and his friggin' drug music. He all he does is mumble in his. Did music. you just say I, drug I, music? Yes, yes. We know what the deal is. Okay, you are the I'm most horrible person on the planet. That is hilarious. <laughs> do you remember when you uh what 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 did you call that music? The I do drugs music. <laughs> How about K hip hop? <laughs> And then you said, you said, this is the I don't take showers music or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, Matt, where you come up with these things? It's funny. But yeah, so Zane, all he does is mumble in his music, okay? Like, I just want him to enunciate again. I want him to do some pop hits once in a while. You know, like, I just need more from Zane than what he's been giving us, okay? Icarus Falls, no, no, thank you. It had some bobs, but it was also like 500 songs. So, you know, he, he needs to condense yeah. it. This first album, not really a big fan of it either. Love the like first Chris single. Brown method. Yeah. Love the first single, but wasn't it feeling it? Second album had better songs, but also not really feeling it. <laughs> Zane, Zane, you need to get back with One Direction. I need you guys to perform Kiss Me. I need you to perform more than that. I need you to be on stage. How with do you guys. all these One Direction fans? Songs you, you know what? I am not a One Direction fan or a Directioner or whatever the hell they want to call it. I'm a Zane fan, okay? So through Zane, I know you close tonight. Just don't feel right. I can love you more than this. I can love you more than this. When it lays you down, I might just lay Oh my God, we need this. Honestly, I feel I'm going back to those days. Okay, you know what? People be trying to roast One Direction, especially K-pop stands. And people be trying to say, oh, you, their little, you know, whatever, boy band, blah, blah, blah. Like K-pop stands really, really try to roast. They try to get super superior about One Direction, even though half of them was One Direction stands like two years ago. Um, and the fact of the matter is they have bops. So I'm not trying to hear it. No. And this is, this is okay. All I'm asking, even if it's for one night, Zane, please, 
do it. Do the thing. I know he doesn't like to do things he doesn't like to do, and I get it. But, you know, you're also a celebrity. I'd like to see you perform live once in a while, you know? Honestly, so, Zay needs to grow up. The, I, the, I'm just going to say it. He needs to grow up. Yeah. He yeah. Act, honestly, the he acts like... He acts exactly like those black kids we was just talking about. That 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 like school shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say something like that? <laughs> That's what you call, you compared them to. <laughs> Why would you say something so brave? It's so controversial. <laughs> um. No, he does though. He acts like he acts like you know. I guess not. You know. Like, you know, he thinks he does like, like he thinks his music is better, even though his music is objectively better than a lot of stuff. Right. Like not his personal music, but his music taste like R&B music. Yeah. Yeah. And, and objectively, subjectively, whatever you want. You know what? It's I do think most R&B music, music is better than most modern day bubblegum yeah. pop. I but do think I that think his music is also better than some of the members in the groups. So you said Zane's music is. Yeah. Better yes. than some. Not all, but some. And and that that is fair. So what I'm saying about Zayn more so, I'm yeah. not saying you know he's you know I'm just saying he likes to make emo music, right? Like yeah. Zayn, <laughs> we get it. You you been emo for since you left One Direction. We understand. Actually, he was emo before he left. Like yeah, exactly. And and you know if he's really dealing with something and this is his way, you know do what you gotta do. I'm not here to judge. However. If you are doing this because you think it makes you like deeper and cooler and it separates you from the One Direction image that you had, no. It, it, first and foremost, now you're being fake and nothing is cool about being fake. Okay. And then also, like, it just doesn't make you cooler to do I do drugs music. <laughs> it doesn't make you cooler. It, it just doesn't. And I, I don't, I don't get why people think that too. People really think if they make music where they talk about like, you know what? We need to blame The Weeknd for this. <laughs> the Weeknd really like him and all of OVO. We need to blame the Canadians is my point. You know, I can take that. I can take that L. I'm actually pretty okay with it. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's totally all of you guys' fault because that's why the kids these days like to make that kind of music because they think that that's like the cool thing to talk about. Like, and I'm just like, if I hear one more, I'm gonna snort cocaine and then cry in a stripper's booty. I'm gonna have. <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't take too you much more of it. The weekend makes party all night, cry at home after the club music. That's exactly his fan. Okay, like these dudes who are like, I got three hoes, blah blah, and then they go home and they realize they're alone and they cry. That's the type of music that the weekend makes oh, and you know i i i don't really think it's you know all it's all on canada's fault but you know i can take the l for abel i really can take the l for him <laughs> and for his his shenanigans because he had the nerve to come on beyonce's internet to say that usher was copying him what usher raymond the fourth sir you need to stop because he, the weekend and his two octaves, one range, can you really like, <laughs> like, same like crying from outside of the club while just singing in the club? You know, like it's, it, dude, dude, and he, you know what? He got roasted. The internet did come for him. 
mm-hmm. rightly so. Usher, he because he said that climax, like he the first time he heard climax, um, Usher song that it reminded him of his music and he was pissed, but then he got you know, he felt like, oh, well, yeah, you what? know, yeah, and he's like, maybe it's maybe it's like an homage, maybe you know, it's 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 actually like a positive. And then Usher went on IG, didn't say anything, but he just sang climax, the chorus. That's just fucking and- petty. and and everybody was like abel you can't do that what are you even talking about like and i say this as somebody who listened to last weekend album and gotten their feels about it and is still listening to it so i mean i say that completely as somebody who loved the early weekend stuff the song remember the song that they use on beautiful creatures that why honestly the first time i even heard about him was when he did crew love with drake because that song was everywhere i remember my high school on our little high school news they would play that song like at the beginning of like the news segment as like you know you know how we do the intro song they would do that as their (laughs) intro song and first and foremost i'm trying to figure out what administrator allowed that to happen because that whole (laughs) song is just not at all appropriate (laughs) for school so i'm trying to figure out why that happened at my school but you know i listen to i feel it coming i swear to god every day for two months like i you know, I do like some of the weekend's music. Oh, it's good. Sometimes I'm just like able to do something different. And then You're I tired. remember that he can't. He cannot because he is, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like the new string of like British biracial or light skin singers who sing all the yeah. same. This oh, Ella May. Um, freaking, what's that? What's her name? Um, the girl, I actually like this girl too. Her, the, she has a song called On My Mind, Georgia Smith. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, you know, like these are people who only have one lane for their music because they're, you know, like they just they can't do. But other it reminds you know what you do. Oh my god, you just reminded me. There is this. I'm sorry for y'all. I just got to tell y'all this. <laughs> there is this a uh, kids react episode where they react to LMA songs, and one of the kids go, "Is just me or do all her songs sound exactly?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it just blew my mind because it's like a little white kid saying all her music sounds the same but it wasn't even in a rude way it was just in a like am I listening to the same song over and over <laughs> I was dead I was like yeah I mean but that's your brethren right there she got a white yeah. mama so yeah <laughs> um, but yeah you know like <laughs> <laughs> but okay I'm gonna start telling white kids that Drake is their brethren <laughs> well I mean did you see how oh we're going so Adonis? Did, yeah, did you see the interest reaction? People were like, but he's white. Yeah, his father is half white and his mother is Mom full is white. white. Like, what did y'all think was gonna happen? I think, I think Drake successfully convinced people that he was like dark skinned. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though, Drake Drake it's cause Drake keeps dabbling. You know, people think he's West Indian, people think he's Jamaican, people think that he, he was trying to do the um Spanish thing for the reggaeton thing for a bit. People people just like allow Drake to just sit in yep. their cultures. And that's Honestly, why Drake wanna be dark skinned so bad. It makes sense why he did that little photo shoot a couple years ago in Blackface. That's he wants to be dark skinned. Yeah, no, I would not be surprised by that. But yeah. to bring him back, Sorry. I feel like when <laughs> one direction you know, if they do the thing that I want them to do, I know. Um, if they do the thing that I want them to do, which is a five member, like one night only concert, you know, in charity for whoever, whatever. Um, I feel like that could lead to maybe some more reconciliation between the guys and maybe 
hopefully, you know, something, some sort of collaborations. And I feel like once the directioners get back, K-pop itself will probably be, maybe be a better place. And I mean, I, because you, we talk a lot about directioners turning into armies and spreading out throughout K-pop and how they brought an energy that, you know, was kind of surprising and shocking to me. Not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Also quite terrifying in some ways. Um, because, you know, even though I had been a, a part of fandoms for a long time and I'd seen and been in some of the worst of it, it was never as, like, Bullies and Scholarships and shit, it was never that deep. It was never that serious. So, like, there is some I facet. love how we keep talking about this one specific <laughs> situation and nobody has actually elaborated on that situation. We're not talking about that because who knows? Who knows who what knows these, these happen? pretty detectives are doing, okay? We're black women, okay? We're already not safe. So, like, right. let's, let's just leave it at that. But, you know, it's, I feel like once One Direction, you know, you know, maybe reforms or does whatever it needs to do. Some of these people are going to migrate out of K-pop. And I do feel like it will be for the better. Personally. Honestly, yeah, I wonder, I, 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 not to change the topic, but also yeah. to kind of change the topic. I do wonder, like, what does a K-pop world post BTS enlistment look like? How, what is it, you know... You think it changes? You think that because one or two members are in the army, that... Well, there is speculation that he'll try and put them all in at the same time. But even that that is, like, I don't think it's... Because, like, they're not really doing much right now with, you know, obviously, like, corona and things like that. And I see that... Sorry, there I, was a, a an audio auditory anomaly. Like it was oh. like you. It's, it's, it sounded like you were screeching. Oh, it was sorry. Just the, no, it wasn't you. It was the um, audio messing up. But okay. Continue. But yeah, I feel like I've seen you know armies still putting in the work. You know they don't take breaks. They don't take time off. So they'll be in the army, and you know there will be dedicated people who are taking pictures of them, who are probably harassing them, like they did Gigi when he was in the army. And I feel like, you know, we won't have maybe, you know what, we probably will have content. I feel like they're going to record a whole bunch of shit before they leave. So we won't really get a break. It'll be like a break, but it won't be like a break. You know, I'm going to keep it real. I really hope they honestly, the best possible scenario to me is they um, they all enlist together and they record a bunch of content like a bunch. And I, when I say a lot, I mean, they need to be releasing run episodes every week. We need to have, um, they can't really do V live, but we can do run episodes every week. We need to have at least two or three, like behind the scenes concert film movies, like they've been doing every year. Um, they need to give us full concerts because they ain't going to be on tour. So what kind of concert footage are they going to give us? They need to give us at least two or three full concerts. We need it that's been recorded from different parts of the world singing different songs. We need to get a muster. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. That's their little annual fan week, uh, fan meet that they do. What else okay. do we need? Um, I'm trying to plan this out for Big Kids. So y'all better be listening and sending them checks over <laughs> to notyouraveragenesis at gmail.com. Um, and I'm telling y'all this because honestly... As somebody who really, really has become more and more fond of Jungkook, I really don't know that I want him to go to the army. 
<laughs> he was too entertaining to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, he needs to do it, obviously. He's going to do it. And if, he, and if they try to get him, you know, exempted, even though I know it's not going to happen. If they try to get that to happen, I'm going to protest it. But at the same time, I do want them to have all that footage ready for when they do go. Because I'm going to be bored without BTS. I feel like I don't really, like, if I run into ARMY stuff, it's because, you know, Black Mutuals and blah, 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 and K-pop. But I don't really, I don't know. As I said, I don't feel like it will be a break because I feel like Big Hit is going to need money. And so I feel like they're going to make sure that they're really still group, stream. They Do they? I'm about to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have Tex and they have G-Friend. Actually, Tex is not doing it. Tex is like, <laughs> oh, God. You know they they to roll text, it seems like they just forgot about them. No, they had a comeback last year, but... Um, and it, it was a pretty decent comeback or whatever. Um, but, and they also have been doing a lot of like live content lately. And Tex has their own little like video thing that they do that's kind of similar to the Bangtan Bombs. Um, the thing about Tex is like most of their fans really are armies. And what, the reason why I know this is because I've been watching like some things as like comparing them. And it seems like people like be like, I love text but if they ever go up against bts you know what i mean like it's really strange i've never seen a fan base like that because i've never seen honestly if you think about it it is it's not like all xols are you know freaking in citizens yeah they actually no. hate super m so in super m <laughs> actually has members of xo in it yeah it's <laughs> true like it so it goes to show you, like SM fans, they don't care nothing about brand loyalty. <laughs> so it's just strange to see that, like with Big Hit, like the, it's like they kind of cannibalize in their own group. Even though people, people tell me, used to tell me all the time, and by people I mean you guys, <laughs> um, used to say stuff like, um, you know, the way SM comes out with their groups or whatever, like they kind of always have like one, like it's you no, know, never a situation where two boy groups are like at the very top. You know what I mean? No, like they do like a whole generational thing, you know, like, right. You know, they had uh HOT, then Shinwa and then like TVXQ. So it's kind of like when you feel like a group is slowing down and they're not really at the top anymore, you start, you sort of introduce another one. And um, that's why I think they're introducing a girl group this year or next well they were so maybe it's probably going to be next year because red velvet i mean they're still doing okay but they're not the fresh group that they were i guess in sme position well what's really interesting about that whole strategy is that um they introduced exo like before shiny even really had a chance to pop off and like when shiny was really at their height is when the exo like really got pushed i feel like F like with shiny especially and fx i feel like they were because they were like special not experimental but they it, i mean kind, kind, of of, kind of experimental i think they were very experimental for them because remember xs uh shiny came in between what um lisuman really wants to do which is that whole like rotational group thing yes he tried it with super junior didn't work he tried it then he just skipped over shiny and tried it again with exo and now so i feel like an fx fx was so different from from girls generation like they were definitely hands down 
from the start supposed to be an experimental group. So, so you feel like they were the middle children. Yeah, because they they were also too like not quite second gen, but not quite third gen. Third gen. Like yeah. They were kind of like in Ooh. the middle. I don't know. I consider now FX, I definitely agree with that. But Shiny was definitely second gen in my opinion. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, because they she's always older than I remember them being. Yeah, but, because uh, they yeah. were like they were only a couple years after um, Big Bang. Girls generation. Well, well, yeah. girls generation too, but I mean, I guess it, I, my point is if you can consider Big Bang second gen, which obviously they are. I mean, you can hardly say that they're anywhere near first gen. But yeah, yeah, they were because they debuted in two thousand and eight. So yeah, they. I honestly always. For whatever reason, I always think of Shiny like the 2010s, not 2008. Yeah, because yeah. that's when they really popped off, right? That's when they yeah. had like Lucifer, and then later on they had Sherlock, and then after that they had everybody, which was like their back to back to back, like hit, 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 and yeah. they hit really, really, really big. They even got test songs and stuff like that, and that but was FX right around the time. Was, sorry, sorry, I was gonna no say FX, like t- 2009 too, just because I googled it, so I just wanted to like. Yeah, but I don't know why I always like associate FX with like this transition phase. Maybe it's because. Yeah. What other girl group, I mean, came out like that was big around the time FX debuted? That's well, who's big? Probably just like it was the top three, which I would say would be um, 21, Wonder Girls, and Girls Generation. Those were like 21 around like way before no FX, really? When did they debut? They debuted, I want to say 2010. 2009. Oh. oh, they debuted in the same year. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I perceive them as being... You know, it could be the YG effect. YG artists always seem older. Yeah, because it's Maybe it's the type of music they do. Maybe it's because being under YG ages you. Because you're always stressed <laughs> out. Yeah, that could be it too. But like, if we look at groups that debuted in 2009, we have like 21, 4 Minute, After School... Uh, oh, Rainbow Secret, yeah, Tiara. In terms of boy groups, it was Beast. Oh, that was like the go- that sounds like the golden year of girl groups then, because a lot of those oh, yeah. girl groups are like mm-hmm. classic girl groups. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, those they boy groups is that Beast, just Beast, really, because there was like what did Infinite twenty ten? Uh, Infinite. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably around there, twenty ten, twenty eleven. Okay, people were saying that um the reason why SM bought Wu Lim is because Infinite was outdoing Shiny. And I'm like, I always kind of felt like Infinite was more I don't know, I never thought of them as competing with Shiny. No, I didn't either. I would never have put that in the same thing. But they debuted in 2010 with CN Blue and uh let's see, in terms of boy groups. Oh, JYJ. <laughs> um oh, yeah, and yeah. Top. <laughs> I forget Teen Top is that old too, and Zia. And um, in terms of girl groups, Miss A, Nine Muses, uh, well, it's Girls Day, I knew Girls Day, Orange Caramel, Sistar. Oh, I miss Sistar. Okay. Oh my God. Um, I would say that, yeah, that's probably, and that's 2010, right? So EXO debuted in 2012, right? Yes. And they definitely so i would honestly then put 2011 as the start as like third gen groups because you have like a pink and you have um, i do i wouldn't say that they're second gen i feel like the thing that's throwing me off about that is that i turn around consider got seven third gen and that seems like a huge distance 
Is it really though? 2014 music No. Music wise, I see, I don't know. To me, I really, really always consider A Pink second gen. Yeah, I consider A Pink third gen. I mean, I'm looking at this list, Dalshabet, um, Stellar, uh, I feel like these are all like there actually wasn't any big groups that lasted very long in 2011 either. When did Twice <laughs> debut? Twice debuted like five years ago, maybe 2014, right? 2015. So, do you consider? Do you cons- okay? So, what you said, you you consider the cutoff of second gen to be when? I feel like the cutoff for second gen, I feel like there's a like gray area between like 2010 and 2012. I feel like okay. that's a gray area. Like I, I do feel like if you are not like Big Bang, 21, Tiara, those kind of groups, then you are third gen. Like automatically, I kind of just shift you. Like A-Pink and like Stellar and things like that, those all scream like third gen to me. I think also too because of the type of music that they were dropping, um, like at the time in terms of like the cutesy girly look, um, girls, the girls' generation in those groups had already w- moved out of it. So okay. I feel like that's in some ways as well too. Just like what? Let me just see what A Pink dropped in twenty. See, I feel like I feel like if if you debuted in a year where idols were still wearing the the anime Japanese hair like hairstyle. And also where idols still had their regular skin tones instead of been bleaching with the pale cream. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's automatically second gen. Yeah. Because you could kind of tell third gen because they look like they were made in a factory somewhere. Okay. Ooh, that came out. So, so messed up, but they do. I mean, it's the facts. That's, that's when mandatory surgeries got instituted. Okay. So in 2015, A-Pink dropped um remember and they were kind of sort of transitioning to more of a mature sound it wasn't like it was still kind of like girly and soft but it wasn't like love and like no 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 and mr chu so i mean that makes sense to me that they would be considered third gen while twice would be considered fourth gen but it's a messy thing i know twice is not that. fourth gen what are you, you saying twice is, oh wait no you're right twice is third gen oh but just like Google, I right. almost, oh Sorry, you know what? I honestly <laughs> forgot what generation we were in because I feel like they're getting shorter and shorter. So they I just are. like <laughs> I kind of forgot we're... where we were in fourth gen. Legit. Are we in fifth gen right now? Are we in third gen? Are we in fourth gen? Okay, let, let's, let's go ahead and hash it out because I have to say this. I feel like um ever since fourth gen started, it's like boy, it's been going back quick. Fourth gen lasted like a year for real, like in terms of the debuts. So third gen ended when um Let's, let me think of who was the last third gen big group to debut. I think NCT was the last big third gen group to, to debut. I consider NCT 127 in competition with BTS Got 7, XO. 17, EXO. Whoa! No. Yeah, that's thing, not EXO. Right? Okay, because EXO's not second gen. So they have to be third gen. Mm, yeah, EXO's definitely third gen, but. Yeah. It's hard for me to say that that they are the same competition as NCT. I don't even think NCT, NCT and BTS are only competition because BTS got big recently. I just don't consider them. Yeah, no, you know what? You're right. Because for a while it was EXO versus Big Bang in a lot of ways. So Big Bang was like the big group before, like the big non-SME group that came before um, BTS, right? Right. So yeah, no, I, for me, 
it's if I want to be very simple about it, I go by what groups debuted in SME because I feel like they yes. they consistently debut groups. I always have an idea of what an era or a generation is. Like okay. I would say, like HLT and um, Shinwan, those groups are obviously first gen. I always feel like TVXQ is like one point five gen because they're like right in the middle they're not quite super junior but they're not hot but they so then is boa 1.5 yes, yeah she would definitely be 1.5 i wouldn't put her in second gen because i feel like by the time girls generation those groups had already come out and like when by the time they hit it big i feel like boa and tvxq were already in the, like another stratosphere you know like they were like legends at that point okay you know and but they were still active legends which is the difference right okay yeah um, so I always feel like TVXQ and, and um, BOA always sort of like, just like now, they still exist and they're still breaking records. You know, like they're just there, you know? Yes. Um, and, then, and then Super Junior Girls Generation are like, you know, two peas in a pod. And then that's the, then you also have Shiny and FX, who I was kind of felt were like 2.5 too, like yes. right in the middle. Because I feel like they were complementary kind of groups. You know, and then EXO's third gen, Red Velvet's third gen, and then NCT's fourth gen. That's how I see it in terms okay. of like, it now, let's go ahead and, and revise that a little because uh, I'm going to appeal to you really quickly. Sure. NCT debuted in tw- 2016. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see all the groups that debuted. Do you have something open that shows you years of groups debut? Yeah. So if you just okay. Google like K-pop in 2015, whatever, Wikipedia will give you everybody who debuted, who disbanded. I think they even have like deaths and stuff like for that 2015 year. in South Korean music. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm going to go to, tw- oh, Icon debuted in 2015. So I'm going to go to 2016 and see who, what groups debuted. Okay. It looks like we got AOA, IOI, um, Pentagon. Okay, what? <laughs> Pentagon been around since 2016? Yeah, they have. That's yeah. great. Victim. Um, we have Kink. XOCBX. Cosmic Girls. Let's see. Blackpink. Blackpink. Okay, great. Blackpink debuted in 2016. You consider Blackpink fourth gen? I consider them third gen. Exactly. They debuted the no. same year as NCT. No, maybe not. I don't know. I've never actually really thought about Blackpink. Blackpink is oh, definitely third gen. They're, they can't be fourth gen. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? If you, yeah. use, if, if you go, if we use that sort of general kind of idea. When did you I, say NCT debuted? 2016 with the seven cents. Summer 2016. Oh, oh that, wow. Yeah. So, and it's strange because now you also have to say that Pentagon, SF9, um, IOI, like these groups are Astro, all of these groups to me are actually third gen. That makes sense. Now, if you go one year later, 2017, I feel like, let's see who debuted. Ace debuted, Dreamcatcher. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I thought they were a, much. They're okay. not an old group. No. No, I thought they were much <laughs> later. I thought oh, they really? were like more recent. Yeah. No, Kristen and blowing up one on one. Okay. Holy so. Crab. Go to town. <laughs> okay, that was a cursed year. Um, one on one debuted in 2017. Okay, so we can use one on one as our four or our 3.5 because one on one was was competing with BTS. So one on one is our 3.5. Now, 2018, I think 2018 might be let's see, D Crunch, ATs. Yeah, ATs is fourth gen. So, um, 2018 is fourth gen. Okay, because ATs, Stray Kids, G Silent Idol. 
these groups are fourth gen to me. Luna, fourth gen. No, Luna's yeah. strange. Luna's kind of like weirdly like 3.5. Because yeah, they had all those solos for a while. So Yeah, so they've been idols for their their pros at this. So to me, Luna is more so third it three and a half. Maybe it's like it's like the whole millennial thing, you know, where you have such a disconnect in some ways between like early millennials and late millennials. Maybe that's kind of like the thing. That's why we have these like point five. You know, kind of like yes, I agree. So Luna is three point five. So twenty eighteen is like four solidly, but also like it has some three point five. Twenty nineteen had Cherry Bullet. It had Itzy, Mm, Super M, fourth gen TXT X one. Is that fourth gen or fifth gen? I think that's fourth gen still. So TXT Super M eighties Onus Onus yes Onus. Okay, yeah, okay, I consider that fourth gen. Super M Ember is technically Glow. is technically third gen, so <laughs> I mean at this point, uh, Super M is pretty much second gen. <laughs> yeah. Super Mark, M. Mark wasn't born when they debuted. Okay? When they debuted. <laughs> yeah, we, honestly, Super M, we're taking you out of this conversation because that just yeah. messes everything up. Yeah, so X1 that exists. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Cherry Bullet, Itzy, they're all in the same generation as ATs, in my opinion. And, yeah, T- and TXT. Absolutely. So, so TXT is directly competing with ATs. Yeah, so y- y'all better sense. get y'all weighed up because ATs is winning right now. Um, Wonderland, yes. And then uh, 2020, so far we've had TOO, we've had Boy, M- McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Also, strangely, Changmin, Suho, and Ong Sung all yeah, debuted. Solo, solo debuts this year, yeah. That's strange. So they're competing with <laughs> with boys. Was a song last okay. week, or last episode. episode yeah, I do remember. It well, was it's strange that he is competing with uh, yeah. TXT. Yeah, for airplay. So it, are, is twenty twenty still fourth gen? Yes or no? Uh, or um, yeah, I think we're still in the fourth gen. I oh, think okay. also because of the slowdown with the Corona too. Like in terms of people probably not wanting to debut groups, debut groups that are already not too far so far down in the debut process. Because um, I do feel like SME is probably going to hold back on debuting whatever group that they were planning on debuting this year. Because, you unless know, Unless it's a, only a Korean debut. Yeah, unless it's a Korean debut, but, like, you still can't do stadium tours and stuff, so... Don't <laughs> and forget, um, YG also oh, yes, as another girl group. Okay, oh. listen, YG lies. I mean, we know this. Right? <laughs> like, don't listen to anything. What happened to that treasure group? What happened to uh, Blackpink State uh, comeback? It's April. Like, what's also, guys, Icon. Yeah. Icon Surgeon? Yeah, I would say they that. Yeah, now, okay, so Icon and Winner are competing with each other then. 101, they debuted in the same year. Not 101, right? Uh, winner, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean they came from yeah. the same show, right? Winner I know, but literally won the show. They, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. They literally are competing because they yeah. literally were competing on the show. Um, twice was on. Yeah, the show. and I mean, twice. Uh, yeah, twice. I feel like twice and one uh, IOI kind of competed a bit too, even though like because they both came from like the reality world, and they also had that that girl Somi who was on sixteen didn't make twice but made IOI. Um and was there like another member who didn't make it that made Iowa? I can't remember. Honestly, but... Twice has the best worst name. <laughs> twice. <laughs> it's such a cool name, but like yeah. when you Google Twice, 
it's like so <laughs> it's, it's ungoogleable. Yeah. Well, it's like I when I was googling Infinite to see when they um, debuted, it was just like, oh, I forgot to put K-pop on there. You're just gonna get lost. So <laughs> no, okay. Uh, let me ask Ash this, Ash. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What I would I want to ask you this: What company out of all of the major, let's say the big three, because we're not gonna count Big Hit because they don't have enough history. Out of the major companies, which one do you think had the best second gen groups? Mm. that's a good question because i feel like second gen was was like oh go ahead sorry no it's okay go ahead oh all i said was second gen seems like a gold mine of to where all the companies seem like they had a top group that actually competed with other top groups you know what i mean Yeah. yeah exactly like i feel like there was a good mix like there wasn't really one I mean I guess maybe you could say that SM was dominating perhaps but it didn't seem like there was one company that was like just knocking everyone's like socks off like everybody you know was producing you know artists that you know were popular and were doing well like I feel like there wasn't this kind of thing where like I feel like it was it was just a good mix like if I had to choose one mm, I guess maybe (sighs) second gen I'm trying to think of all the people in second gen (sighs) be between I mean I guess maybe uh, SM okay but YG did pretty well too so you prefer, so what you're saying is, is you prefer, um, 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 girls generation to 21. No, not that I prefer. I don't, I don't prefer actually probably would pick 21 in that matchup. But overall, but, so overall is, it's more of an overall thing as a company. Yeah. Yeah. As a company, I would say girls generation. Okay, now I'm going to ask a controversial question to Nat. Sure. Which company out of the big, let's call them the big four, mm-hmm. which company do you think had the best third gen groups? Hmm. Remember, third gen I'm does good. include EXO, which yeah. I know you were on an EXO tip. Oh, you actually not were, you love EXO. Uh, I don't love EXO. I like EXO. I love Bacon. So there you go. Um, is it Benjamin EXO? Mm, <laughs> like, I feel like Chen's also in there, and that kind of sullies it. Uh, so, <laughs> Can you? Uh, and also, I was like an EXO M stand more so than anything else. Uh, yeah, but I'm here yeah. lately with like your tweets and stuff like that. Well, you know, they did drop Tempo and they did drop Coco Pop. So I, I mean, I can't really not give them the credit that they deserve. So, okay. so out of uh, Big Kid JYP, yeah. uh, Big Kid JYP, what's that other company? SM and uh, YG. Who has yeah. the best third gen groups? Well, but I then, do like Twice. So, and I would say, like, out of the groups themselves, I like in terms of girl groups. No, uh, in general. Oh, okay. Um, if you want to do girl yeah. groups, okay. Go yeah, because I, I, I mean, like, I generally like girl groups, and that dictates right. But who I, I like, yeah, but yeah. 
and, and what I listen to too, right? Like more so. So like for, hmm, that is a hard question because I have to like go over all the groups that are third gen. And really the only groups that come to mind are like Winter Icon, Twice, Red Velvet, um, EXO. And I mean, sorry? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and out of like, I mean, the, the groups, out of the groups that come to mind, I mean, YG, sure. <laughs> but also i do like you know got seven i mean I'm, i've been really actually liking got seven a little bit more now um and monster x i mean but they oh didn't yeah have monster english x songs. is surging huh yeah they didn't have english songs then so i guess I can't really count like no they count okay because mm. their current legacy still adds into this is that how i not their current legacy but their current you know it's not just their like historical stuff it's like now too like you can't then just... i'm gonna go with starship girl i said the big cup <laughs> I'm gonna go with Starship because Starship had Sister, Starship has Monster X, and okay. they had Sister 19, which was technically a third gen group, I believe, if you'll want to look at the dates. So, and they had all those solos that were gen generally in the third gen too. So, I'm gonna go with Starship for like overall, but I mean, at the end of the day, I am a YG girl, unfortunately. It's my lot in life. So I'm going to go with Minho and I'm going to go with Bobby and BI. And Ooh, I'm going to go with YG. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I do have something to say. As far as yeah. third gen, like, don't you feel like there was more of a mix from like other smaller yes. companies? Yes. That's yes. the thing I was, I was thinking like if you had to choose from the big three, but then there are a lot of like smaller companies that were. Yes. You know. Okay. So what, what if we added in then? Okay. Let's just be fair then. Let's add in, um, even though you chose Starship anyway, let's add in <laughs> Q, Q, yeah. Starship and, uh, and Pledis. Yeah. Pledis is no joke. I mean, no, they're no joke. No. Of a company. I still would go with um, Starship if I'm going with like a okay. non big, three but non-big four but cube would probably also still kind of be in my heart in some ways because they did i actually i remember when pentagon just dropped and i actually did like their sound and their music i just like it nothing really grabbed me the way that shine did but um like they didn't and me, have and, me and ash had to convince you that shine yeah. was the greatest song of the year because she yeah. was so convinced about love scenario yeah. and we were like no shine is better well, you know, love scenario is still a thing that exists that is wonderful. Um, yeah, I, thought you <laughs> I thought you didn't like love scenario anymore. No, I like love scenario. Of course, I love love oh. scenario. That's like that's, that's like your the baby song daddy? of the year. That's a no. That's Beyonce. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, no, we're, yeah. We're Smaller companies. To... I mean, I got to say, like, Stardom, I think that is the company for Girls' Day, I think. You know, FNC did AOA and CN Blue. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of small companies that made their mark in their oh, own Oh, for way. sure. And third gen, I so, thought like Third Gen was the generation yeah. of, of, like, not lower tier, but, you know, no. non-Big 3 companies really yeah. kind of pulling their weight up. And of now, course. you know, they are not are actually competitive. In some ways, it depends on the company, but yeah. Like, Pledis is competitive. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not, I, they're no joke. I mean, obviously, they don't have SM revenue, but, like, their top groups can compete with some of the top groups of the other companies. Obviously, I, I'm very purposely keeping, like, 
BTS out of this because nobody can compete with BTS. <laughs> like it's just yeah, not happening. No, and not. so you can't really even like use them as a barometer because it's such an anomaly. It's like something that does not happen. So yeah. it's not a, to me a fair comparison. Even Absolutely. though you know armies are going to say like you know that's unfair to say that it's not fair, but it isn't. It just is that I don't know. Like, am I wrong for that, Ash? It's not fair. I mean, I mean, it is. I I mean, Big Hit is an anomaly. I mean, they've got two like big acts and one act that is so massively popular that they overshadow like everyone else. I mean, like you can't compare them and then turn around. It's not like with Big Bang where I feel like Big Bang success was a little bit more realistic because it seems like it came from a more. I don't want to say natural place because I'm not saying BTS success wasn't natural. It just feels like it comes from a more like stable place. I feel like, for example, Big Bang is always going to have a lot of, you know, Korean fans. There's okay. I need to be really careful with how I word this because I do feel like BTS is going to still have Korean fans when when it's all said and done after enlistment or whatever. But I think that with Big Bang situation, it just seems like their fans are their fans remind me of what fans back in the day used to be. You know what I mean? Like, okay, actually, better way to put it. They have more general public fans. Yeah. So there's to me, their fame is more stable. Whereas BTS has more of these diehard, like kind of boy band type. And we know that boy band fans can be very fickle, you know? Yeah. That's does that make true. sense? No, yeah. it totally does. I mean, that's true. Like they like Big Bang definitely has more um they're more not more liked but the public kind of reveres them more even yeah. though like they they know that they know bts obviously and know how yeah, big they, and know how big they are but big bang just has this like legendary kind of quality right and they kind of grew like organically through like whereas bts like their fame kind of came through their international success and right so you've got that kind of difference going on there yeah i totally agree with that i just i just didn't want to like downplay bts success but i didn't also i don't want to normalize it either because i don't think it's something that we'll see for a long time i will be very shocked if another group got as big as bts has gotten worldwide you know what i mean it would be very shocking to me um now korea that's different because groups have gotten as big as bts in korea one-on-one is like the best example of that Mm -hmm. yes very competitive and just short-lived unfortunately right right because like honestly one-on-one is kind of the more strange case in korea because like how did they get as successful as bts like i don't that's really interesting to me if you think about it but x1 too to some extent before the scandal x1 was on their way to being the next one-on-one you know what scandal if you what scandal happened with x1 you don't remember the whole um voting fraud thing yeah that's why they didn't become a group i mean they did but they oh they left okay i didn't realize yeah. they just kind of decided disbanded? not to yeah to yeah they disbanded on. them yeah i think they were talking about like bringing them back or whatever but like eh, that's not looking likely anymore yeah so. and i mean mm. 
eyes when like they were lucky because they have a huge Japanese fan base. So they just live in Japan. They release music here, you know, too. Kind of like what just... Jeju is going to have to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he, um, he's already kind of like, after that, he did something else. I think he donated money. Yes, to, to Japan. We were to talking Japan. about Japan. Yeah, episode. yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I, I did put out a tweet on the Nyan Twitter. And I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't want to have a career in Korea anymore. He just doesn't want to be there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> would you? <laughs> like, after you make a mistake like that in your that whole country, true. your whole country is ashamed of you. Like, your entire country. <laughs> like, I don't, I would not want to be Jeju. Like, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything yeah, else to fun. say about the topic? I thought you guys were going to ask me what group that oh, I yeah. thought were. Oh, I thought you were just going to say it, to be honest with you. But yeah. yes, Jimin, what groups? Well, what gen should what I company? do? Because I, I, I gave Ash second gen and, and I gave you third gen. So do fourth. both. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, do fourth. Yeah, I don't do know fourth. anything about fourth gen because oh. I don't care about any of the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fourth, fourth gen, I can't say music wise, but I can say just in terms of like what I know about. Okay, you know, I can kind of say music wise. Fourth Gen, to me, the best group is K-Tiger Zero. I mean, it's no competition. But um, in terms of the, like, second gen? Yeah. Um, second, oh, you know I'm going to say I feel like, I also, uh, yeah, but I also feel like, do you listen to a lot of, like, second gen groups? Are you, are you really trying me right now? No, I'm asking. <laughs> I am, ask, like, curiously asking because, like, you know, whenever we get into the whole second gen thing me and ash and like you know we talk about like really old music <laughs> at this point um like sometimes it's like you don't like you haven't heard it before like you know of it kind of thing so that's mm-hmm. why I, I just wanted to know like outside of shiny uh, outside of shiny oh that's yeah. a good one um that's that's what i mean <laughs> outside of shiny i will say like when you guys introduced me to stuff at our last year thing there were some things that i like like um I actually Dalshabet is third gen, so that doesn't count. No. Um, mm, let me see. What did y'all introduce me to from second gen that I actually liked? Um, ooh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, ooh, well, you guys said A Pink was third gen, so because I did discover that I liked Ung Ung, which I did not know that I liked until the other day. Yay. Um. Ah, yeah. Outside of shiny, I. I listen to Big Bang. Okay. Yeah. Big Bang for sure. Um, I hate Super Junior with a burning passion. So <laughs> <laughs> um, the only song I know by Girls Generation, I believe, is G. And then Taeyeon, just as like an artist, the only songs I know about her are like the songs that she featured on with the artists that I actually like. Mm-hmm. Sistar is third gen, right? Or second gen, right? Second gen, yeah. Um, I like Hyun's, uh Dolly. Okay. So out of all of those options, if I had to pick a boy group and a girl group, um, I would just have to pick Sistar. And um, even though, I, is Wonder Girl second gen? Wonder Girls is second gen. Second yeah, gen, yeah. Um, I would have to pick either Sistar or Wonder Girls. Okay. And then um, in terms of b- boy groups, it's, it's shiny. That's the only group that I even think about, see, or hear, and breathe. So shiny. Um, okay. third gen is a lot more like up my alley like that's the generation i came right yeah like in the middle of that one 
I, I don't want you to take offense, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that I shiny, am like, very offended. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So for third gen, um, oh, the best third gen crew. What are we basing it on? Are we basing it on song quality? Vocal, no, you're basing it on your what you like. What, what you I like. like, what's in yeah. my playlist most, because y'all not going to yeah. like what I have to say. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Is it okay. NCT? I'm gonna count it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna count what's in on my phone because I don't count what I listen to on YouTube because sometimes I work out to stuff on YouTube and I don't have to like stuff that I work out to. Yeah. Is that weird or do you guys work out to stuff? That no, you don't like? I work out to stuff that I don't like either. Sometimes. Okay. So sometimes it just pops and you're just like, yes. So keep a count <laughs> for me, okay, guys. Sure. Okay. So I have Super M. Mm-hmm. I have um, Minnow. Okay. BTS. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, NCT. I'm gonna cool, I'm gonna have all the NCTs together. I'm not gonna say the different subunits. So NCT. So count that. Make sure you tally in the marks. I have Tayman counts under shiny, huh? Okay. Uh, I have Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got Jungkook. So that's BTS. I have Pentagon. I have BTS. I have Red Velvet. I have a lot of Red Velvet. I have BTS. I have BTS again. Luna. Mm. Uh, 17. Luna. Jungkook, which is BTS. <laughs> uh, Teddy Doga. Oh, that's shiny. Um, shiny, shiny. 10, which is NCT. I have Luna. I have TXT. Oh, that's Fortune. Don't count that. I have Jungkook, which is BTS. I have Twice. I have that is K Hip Hop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I have NCT. I have Luna. NCT Seventeen. Um, Big Bang is second gen. Uh, IU. What gen? What gen is, shine, is IU? Third. Mm, say second third. Or third. Yeah, okay, I consider the third, but second could also be. There's an argument okay. there. I think. Well, I have IU then. I have NCT. I have another NCT. Um, I have another NCT. No, 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 101. Mm. I have 17, BTS, TXT, Master X, um, Jungkook, which is BTS. <laughs> I, have, I swear to God, like half my BTS songs are Jungkook. <laughs> um, I have Makes BTS. Sense. Makes sense, though. So, did you count that last BTS? Okay. Um, mm, now I do what I want. Oh, that's a little Uzi Vert. Um, oh, day six. Um, officially, uh, BTS, got seven, BTS, NCT, NCT, Luna, NCT, Icon, um, Luna, Key. Well, Key is, I guess, second gen. Um, BTS, 
Luna, BTS, Luna, NCT, um, EXO. Ooh, that's the first EXO. Ooh, I didn't even realize that. Um, I'm almost done, by the way, guys. I don't have that. That's <laughs> where I am. NCT, um, BTS, BTS, uh, Seventeen. Um, NCT and NCT. So who's the highest one? NCT and BTS. Jungkook. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, is it, is it neck and neck? Um, I, like I heard a lot of BTS. I thought I heard a lot more BTS when I was doing the count, and especially because you had Jungkook also. So okay, <laughs> like NCT though was definitely the second place in that. Yeah, EXO was like one. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. There well, I I guess that goes to show you that like in in terms of my third gen boy groups, I think NCT and BTS are pretty neck and neck for me. Even though yeah. if you were to look at my YouTube playlist, it'll probably be a lot more Seventeen on there. So I would I would say definitely NCT BTS Seventeen like. It's hard for me to choose between those. Um, girl groups automatically, this might sound real strange. I think it might have to go to Red Velvet. Yeah, I can see that. You, you really? Even yeah. though I had way more Luna songs on my phone? Yeah. I feel like Luna has been kind of a bit more inconsistent. Like they have yeah. so much content, but uh, in terms of like the stuff that I actually like and that we talk about liking, it's been a bit more inconsistent than like Red Velvet. It's like, you could say a song is trash, but three months later, you're singing along to that song. It's so very sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember hating Zimzalabim. Literally, like, a couple months later, like, or even, like, I still think ba Really Bad Boy is a shitty song, but the chorus, yes, I do sing along to the chorus. Oh, my God. I love that part. I don't know I why. Don't. I just like to sing it. Let, like let's, let's ask the deal breaker. Yeah. Ash, is... <laughs> It's really bad boy a good song. No, I don't think it's a good song. I just like the chorus. You, oh, it's just catchy. Okay. I just like no, chorus. I would say no. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a shitty song. And it's like totally try to be bad boy, but not, you know, like it and also it was a Halloween theme after Halloween. Like you hate bad boy though. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not a good song. Um, um, oh my god, do you hear the slander? <laughs> I get the appeal. I just don't oh think pull it off. Sorry, um, but yes. What are we? What's the next? What, what's next? Topic? Yeah. What are we okay, talking about? Well, it? I was going to ask. Did you guys want to do one more topic, or I don't? Know. I want to freestyle. I want to freestyle. Okay. I thought we've been freestyling this whole time. That's why I have not been cutting anybody off because I was like, <laughs> we could theoretically. These are conversations that need to be had that otherwise are not going to be had. Yeah. We needed to figure out what the generations are because honestly, a lot of K-pop fans don't know. Yeah, no, they don't. But I thought they were like someone had like done it online somewhere. It's like, probably wrong. <laughs> yes, we have the right list, guys. Get get on it. <laughs> uh, but yes, so what have we been getting up to during the quarantine? Folks? Girl, I've been, um, I've been, like I said, okay, let's address something real quick. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Let's address the whole aspect of Nat mentioned something earlier before we started recording, guys. She said that she, um, when she listens to like K pop, it doesn't like, in terms of like singing along, it, it's like not necessarily something I guess she focuses on or something like that. It's more so like 
you know, I don't know what she said exactly. I thought it was a total package. The total package is usually what gets me interested in a song in K-pop. I do, I mean, I love ballads and stuff like that. And I do listen to them, obviously. But when I talk about, you know, pop acts and idols and stuff like that, usually it's like the whole package. So it's not just, you know, the singing and the lyrics. It's like the video, the music video, the aesthetic that they're going for, for that um, era, you know, like the look um you know their role in it because like, that's one of the the third gen groups we forgot oh yeah i forgot about vix oh vix mm-hmm. has like two good songs but you know <laughs> and you know what everybody loves vix they're well, racist have they the only thing i got going for them ravi they have all the issues oh it is definitely not just ravi because <laughs> oh, okay. i was trying to get into vix for a while because everybody had been like telling me like you need to get into vix so I was trying to get into Vicks and I, when I found out like how problematic they were, they are more problematic than like EXO at peak problematic. <laughs> oh, that's surprising. And you know, peak EXO is like, mm, yeah, they're more problematic than, they might be more problematic than Big Bang at peak problematic for real, for mm, real. I see. Like, uh, it's not, it's not a cute thing. Anyways, um, you were talking about, you don't have to get into Groups, lyrics, because total package. Mm-hmm. No, like for the most part, yeah. Sorry, you don't have to learn how to sing their songs. Yeah, no, I don't. I've only been motivated, like, like I have to be motivated specifically to want to know the lyrics for it. Like, Kiara's yeah. number nine, you know, and Twenty Ones, I am the best, and you know things like that. There are certain songs that like they get me so much i'm like i have to know the lyrics i have to know how to properly sing along to the song yeah because it takes the effort you have to look up the korean learn how to pronounce it and you know as you're singing along with it and you know that whole thing so yeah i mean i would say that that it's for most people like that's how i mean i would say that i'm the same way like it's more about the whole like the choreography and the all of that that what? takes you know is part of in k-pop that that's like kind of part of the experience of like having a song you like i mean there's definitely songs that i like in k-pop they never got an mv you know like deep cuts on albums and things like that but you know for you know a lot of the songs it's like a it's like a package deal Okay. Okay. All right. That that is a very interesting like thing to hear because for me, um, re- you know, regardless if it's if it's K-pop or if it's Western music, um, I have to know what they're saying. It it just made it easier to like know the Korean. I don't know. It just made it easier to me. And I like I, I just because when I'm listening to music, I have a tendency to sing along. And if I if I can't sing along because I don't know the pronunciation or something like, I don't know, it just bothers me. And, and I'm not saying it has to be that way for anybody. I'm just like giving my own kind of like experience with it. So, yeah, that's really interesting to hear. Because um, I, I don't know. I want to I want to know what that's like to be able to just passively enjoy something. with <laughs> You know what I mean? Without having to be like. I don't know. I just focus on the music. Like yeah. in a lot of K-pop songs, you you can See. kind of you know, and kind of figure out like in general what they're saying anyway. So when you say that, I, I wanted to clarify this. I want to clarify that I'm not necessarily talking about like the meaning of the songs, even though like 
if you know the language, you, of course, know the meaning. I'm talking about like knowing how to pronounce what they're saying. Does that make sense? Oh, so like when you're singing along. Yeah, like, like, so so like earlier when I was singing ending scene, I was right. like that. I was singing the Hangul because I knew the Hangul. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't I was it wasn't like, you know, I, I didn't. Like for me, I could not just hum that song and be satisfied. Like I would need to know how to say what she was saying. Well, I'm going to admit this. It's kind of silly. What? But like when I, I don't really do it so much anymore. When I used to listen to K-pop a lot, I would sing along, but it was kind of like, I didn't know what you guessed I, the word. Yeah, you know, you just kind of sound it out, and yep. just you just kind of like, all right, well, hope this for the is, best. Wait, yeah. why do you think that's silly? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I guess because it's like I feel like I should, you know, if you're gonna sing it, you should properly be able to pronounce it and everything. But you know, you just kind of you're just like, I'm just gonna sing along with this. Oh, uh, I don't honestly, think that's some that's English what karaoke song. is right. Yeah, and honestly, some English songs I don't know the lyrics for right away. And I'm just right, that's saying exactly. a lot too. I don't care. <laughs> you, know? Like, like, you know what? We, we had a perfect example earlier. Zay. Nobody knows what Zay be saying. But we, he's speaking English. <laughs> but we don't know what he's saying because yeah. he don't... Him and Ariana, they don't know how to pronounce their no, consonants. Not so, at all. Not at all. It, it's one of those situations where there's tons of English songs where... But at the same time, I still like if I really like the song, I do have to like know what they're saying and like sing it. But, you know, th- th- don't get me wrong. There's a lot of songs where I just be like, you, you ever watch those videos? It'll be like, you know, mistaken lyrics or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of songs. OK, Panic at the Disco has a lot of songs where I thought they were saying one thing and they were saying something totally different. Listen, um, I'm from the generation where we thought it was the. Baron Steinberg bears and not the Baron Steinberg bears. I'm <laughs> mumbling, but you know, like no, I no, kind no. of just, yeah, I just kind of like, yeah, I kind of just roll with it, you know, like, and also like music for me is something that I go to for different things. Right. If I want to twerk. I don't need to care. I don't care what the lyrics are. I don't care what is even going on in the song. I just, I'm here to dance. Okay. Well, I don't care what the, the content yeah. of the lyrics yeah. are, but I'm also singing at the same time. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, for me, I don't really need to know everything that's going on in song. I think now more so, like, the older I got and the more I listened to K-pop, the more I, and when I studied, like, the Korean language and stuff like that, I kind of wanted to stretch, you know, my understanding. And that's when I really went and I wanted to know what they're singing, how they pronounce it, things like that. But in the beginning, when I got into K-pop and I got into Big Bang, I didn't care what the hell they were singing about. It was fun. It sounded good. It looked good. I'm I'm here. You know, oh, like yeah, yeah. Fallout Boy. You made me think. Fallout Boy has a lot of lyrics that, like, I, I'm like, what are they saying? No, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, something I'm coming up swinging. I'm like, I like. I swear, I like used to never know what he was saying. Like for real. Like yeah. a lot of my favorite punk songs. Because I hey, that could have been the perfect ending to a YA movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We should have a whole episode about YA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But oh, uh, drama into yeah, itself. Oh, Young adult authors, like you're permanently in high school. A mess for real. Like, honestly, okay, we do have to talk about. Yeah, 
It, yes, we do. Now that I think about it, we definitely have to talk about it because there have been a lot of like, I watched this one YouTube channel called Alex Myers and he basically goes through all the young adult like TV shows and he does all of like Gossip Girl, like all of those old school type teenage shows. You know, I'm talking about like the early 2000s ones mm-hmm. where all mm-hmm. of the teenagers were 25. Yeah, like Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does those but then he also does like the modern ones like Riverdale did y'all know that Riverdale is a hot mess right now it's um, been a hot mess every single time I see a gif <laughs> or a video of that show I wonder how it's still on the air <laughs> like, like is this actually hell that we're living in because Riverdale still exists and they have musical episodes yes. on top of all yeah. that Riverdale plot lines are like the like the most convoluted plot line. Like I I just don't understand how can this stuff even be believable to teenagers. And then like another thing that's kind of strange about Riverdale is like all of the like the the kids I guess <laughs> in the show are like super hypersexualized. Like there's oh, like a yeah. scene where mm-hmm. like Betty's a stripper, a stripper at like karaoke or something yeah like really strange right for grown men and then there's like a scene where like cheryl is just like she lifts up her skirt and like shows her panties at school and i'm like do people do this like i think this never happened in my high school no no i think the cw like now in order to get viewers they try to like make it as crazy as possible sex it up yeah and sex it up like crazy i mean i love the Archie world. I mean, I have so many comics here. I have like the box set of Archie Mary's Betty, Archie Mary's Veronica. I'm, I have been like, since I was a kid, I've been a huge Archie fan and Betty is my favorite. And as soon as I heard that they were going to be doing a a show on the CW, I already knew it wasn't for me. So (laughs) I knew that everything that I loved about the world would probably just be ruined completely. And so I, keep away i don't want anything to do with any of that to be honest like no thank you yeah no thank you i mean i don't like i mean i already have my issues with the cw anyways and how racist it is so i kind of cw is racist can you elaborate because a lot of people talk say horrible things about the cw i've never heard the racist thing okay so i have watched pretty much every show on the wb um and then like when it merged with uh UPN and became the CW it the shift first started on I think it actually simultaneously happened on both it's just that UPN had blacker shows for longer and then the WB My wife the, and kids. yeah as soon as the WB got that Dawson Creek seventh heaven money they were like no blacks allowed and so they switched also because they started as an up-and-coming sort of like um network with parenthood and stuff like that so and like um is it jamie fox show and stuff like that was on the wb too so like they had like they were living off of black viewers and then they sort of skewed to like teenage white drama you know with dawson's creek buffy angel roswell jack and jill seventh heaven um you know like the list goes on and so i watched Pretty much all of those shows. I'm not going to lie. I watched a lot of white shows growing up. Um, (laughs) Especially the teenage dramas. But it wasn't until I watched The Vampire Diaries that it kind of all came to a head with the network and with their idea of, like, what was appropriate um, for for pigeonholing Black 
characters, Black female characters especially, and the fact that the shows themselves catered to racist fan base. Because the Vampire Diaries, like, they did race Ben Bonnie, but then they also said it in, like, slavery times. Which well, is like what really irritates me yeah. now that you mentioned that what really irritates me about Flash yeah. is that like a lot of fans seem to like prefer like when when um Candace Patton got powers to be to like she had speedster powers mm-hmm. for one episode fans were like oh, like I was this is I actually told you I was like um Flash fans are toxic because I went on like YouTube videos where she had speedster powers and Barry, I guess, had lost his. And they were saying things like she would never be as good as Barry and like just like horrible, horrible things like calling her out of her name, like calling her, you know, different words for, you know, curse words for a woman and things like that. And then like, whereas with Killer Frost, people love it. There's oh, like, for sure. oh, it's great. She's got powers. We love Killer yeah. Frost when she's coming back. And it just made me feel a certain kind of way about the fan base. And I was, it made me like think about the show differently. I do like, you know, Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen. I don't think he doesn't come off as like, it doesn't come off as like he's repulsed to be in scenes with Candace Patton. At oh, first, no, the guys all love her. Like, if you see their interviews and stuff like that, they all adore Candace Patton. I like, there's no doubt in my mind that they would all love to be playing her love interest. And sometimes I see, um, what's his face? The guy who plays Barry Allen. I see him like in interviews and I'm like, and like one time actually the guy who played Carlos had to be like, dude, that's not your girlfriend. Like, because he's just like, they get along so well. But to continue, like, I think the biggest example, and I think the final nail in the coffin for me was when Supergirl was on like a major network, I think like ABC or something like that. And Jimmy Olsen was black and he was her actual love interest. As soon as the show got moved to the CW, Jimmy Olsen got, put on like recurring status he's no longer the love interest all of a sudden they they keep interesting white guys and white women for for her you to know what relationships with. The, the whole Arrowverse is on the cw yeah. right yeah when i talk about the network and and the things that they do it's like it always comes across like like for a while it came across like they were just putting black people in these roles and then saying like do you no without any support without like the writing without any like um oh yeah they do not write black characters care in the world and that's why like now um like and then i think to sort of combat that is when they came out with like black lightning which is fantastic yes oh i heard but black lightning also is not a part of or wasn't a part of the arrowverse when it first came out so it was a standalone show, even though every other show that they they had dropped after Arrow was immediately a part of the Arrowverse. So like Black Lightning had to earn it or something, which, you know, in itself, you know, call it what it is. But also and like, um, I don't know, I just like it feels for me like anyways, like that's why I don't watch the CW anymore. <laughs> if I want to watch something, I I need to have people who look like me i'm sorry like that's just where i'm standing at this point and it doesn't have to be like in all the roles or all the like whatever but like i am watching and i want to support black women doing things um but the cw final space final space is a great show everybody but like the cw just doesn't like it i feel like we have two things that we want and they do not sort of connect there's no there's no sort of intersection here it's like what they want and the people that they support aka julie platt karina mckenzie um 
um, that dude who does the Arrowverse, whatever. Like these people are technically terrible human beings who don't actually give a shit about doing right and, and solidarity. It's all lip service in a lot of ways. Well, let me ask you this. What do you guys ask you to? What do you guys have any thoughts about ABC programming then? Because ABC has been pushing this whole idea of like the diverse lineup for years, ever since pretty much scandal started. Do you guys have any thoughts about like the diversity we're seeing across like the major networks, ABC, Fox, now that we've talked about the CW? Don't get me started on Fox. Uh, Fox Fox canceled Pitch. And they also canceled, um, what was that show? Um, in, was it called Infection? Containment? The one with Zach Morris. Um, the guy who plays Zach Morris. Um, and that little black girl. I can't remember the name of it. <gasps> that was such it. a good show. And like, they took, this is the same thing that happened with Minority Report. And the same thing that happened with, yes. they take forever to let you know they're going to cancel it. I would prefer if you just cancel it outright. Don't wait until like the last day of announcing what's going to be in your 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 next season programming to be like oh yeah we canceled this show don't you know what though i should know because fox also canceled freaky links and that was a great <laughs> show so screw fox okay with everybody oh, else i don't really like watch a lot of network tv i know shauna land is you know shauna land but i mean the only show from shauna land that has lasted is Grey's anatomy really and that has always been like a smorgasbord of everything so um, I do say, I do, it's, I do find it interesting that I feel like their black, blackest show was probably How the Game with Murder. And I think that one struggled with ratings a lot more than the other shows that really How the Game with Murder was super popular, even though I will say at the time that it came out, it was competing. Well, not that with, it came out, but it was competing heavily with the Fox shows with, um, Empire, which you yes, know what, it makes me hurt it. Like mm -hmm. Fox, you really going to sit up here and push Empire and they cancel like, I'm sorry, but Empire has been trashed for a couple seasons. <laughs> like, I, saw, I saw a video where the oldest son is being possessed by a white man, and the grandmother is like, "Get my son!" And and he was like, "No!" And it like I don't know what was going on, but I was watching that like little clip on Twitter, and I was like, you know, this is not even the craziest thing that they ever did on the show because they had wet daps in that wig. And, you know, and they had him also throwing that little boy in a garbage can in the first episode. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we are really I never watched Empire. But oh, my was. God. Yes. It was like, I feel like that actually had like, OK, in all seriousness, I feel like that actually did happen to the writer because he did. Lee Daniels? A lot of, yeah, I think Lee Daniels did use a lot of his his own sort of like coming out and awakening, you know, with being gay and things like that with um, uh, Jamal. Jamal. Yes. So, like, in all seriousness, you know, it is a shitty thing to happen, but also watching him put that little boy in the garbage can was the funniest thing I've ever seen before in my life. And every time I think about Empire, I think about that scene in that moment. That's why, to me, Michaela is one of the best Black yeah, I like women on, like, network TV. But the thing is, with How They Get Away With Murder, is that... I, from the moment I watched that show, I wanted everybody to die except for Annalise and Wes. And then I noticed it wasn't happening. And I noticed that they kept blaming Annalise for their problems and yep. Annalise wasn't like telling them to fuck off. So I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch the show because I've, every episode makes me mad. Every yep. episode makes me mad. I've <laughs> been done with, even I do like the writing. I've been done with how to get away with murder for years because I don't like how they make An Annalise the scapegoat, even though yeah. she's literally the only person on the show that hasn't murdered anybody. Exactly. She hasn't. She's just been cleaning up their messes and they had the nerve to get mad with her. And uh, I 
for the longest time had hopes that her and Wes were not related because the chemistry there is top notch. And I also love Wes. Wes was like one of my favorite characters. You shipped them? I kind of did. There's definitely some tension there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, for a while I was kind of like, I don't know if this is like incestuous and I'm not really into it or if it's not incestuous and sorry, incestuous and I like, I am into it. So I was kind of like on the fence, but then Wes also died and I was like, well, so now I have to watch these people be annoying jerks to Annalise about their own problems. And I can't even look at Wes's face. Okay. So that's when they lost me, really. <laughs> Though I know he did show up in the, like, last season, the first part or something like that. I watched that episode. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like diversity is, like, now such a hot but word that everybody wants to have, everybody wants to do, everybody wants to show that they're different and that they, they like the Blacks and the Latinos and everybody. And I'm just like, give me Black content. I just want things from Black people. Give me things for black, black people that are not on Oprah's channel. Yeah, it's not on own. Not <laughs> I hate own. to say it, but like, yeah. her, no. like, I'm not saying all the content on there is bad, but I am saying that like, I don't know, it feels like Tyler Perry only knows how to write the same show. Oh my god! Because he has been reported on Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry's view, destructive views on black women and black womanhood. Because that's his own episode, okay? Um, but yeah, I'm like, I want to create things for black people. And then the light skinned man always got to save the black, <laughs> the angry black. <laughs> yes, light skinned man with, in, with um, wig, braid. with a wig, with a braid. Yes, more <laughs> more. Oh my god! And like I love though, like last year the whole thing was about um that that movie with um what's her face? Oh shoot, the movie when she was on the boat and nobody knew how she got on the boat. And Tyler Perry actually had to do an interview to explain how she got on the boat. What was the movie called? It's on Netflix, huh? Burn Box. It's like it's is that the new movie. one? No, it's not the newest one. Um, it's a Tyler Perry movie. It's a Tyler Perry movie. Yes, hold on, let me pull it up. Um, and it has the girl from Empire. What's her name? Um, shoot, which girl? Um, uh, oh, what was the name of? Let's Are you see. talking about the girl that plays Tiana? No, I'm talking about Cookie. Oh, uh, uh, that's Roger P. Hansley. Acrimony. That's the name of the film, and it's like oh, the whole yeah. Don't you remember? Movie. Like how it was like this big internet thing. I think it started from the read actually, where um. Like she goes to kill her ex and his new woman or something like that, and like, yes. there's this big gap and nobody knows how she got in the boat because the boat was already in the water when she had been on land and nobody knew like what was going on, and so like none of was the movie terrible because it was terrible according to everybody who'd watched it, but the nagging part was they didn't know how she got in the boat, so that was like a <laughs> meme <laughs> the whole year, and yet she did an interview where the interviewer was like, listen. How did she get on the boat? And he didn't really explain it. He was just like, yo, it happened. Just, you know, enjoy the movie and move on. And so, yeah, we need we need more people than Tyler Perry. Yeah. Obviously. Because, you know... He, and Lena Waithe. I'm sorry, oh, but... Yeah, she's soured on her. Yeah, like, a, lot. a lot. She just nosedived. Um, right. Like, the shot was like, I really liked that show. I, I don't know. I just liked it. I Actually, what I liked was like, I just like that the kids in the show were acting like kids. But a lot of shows, kids act like adults and it creeps me out. Yeah. I like I it when like kids are just like innocent. You know, like they just, or even if they're quote unquote innocent, they like, they just do kid stuff and yeah, they don't get involved in the adult business. I like that. And, but then when I heard that she was just like a horrible person, I was yeah. just like, 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. We, and 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 I I don't know. And I guess we have Issa. I mean, well, I insecure guess. is a thing, and it, it's popping. Yeah, there's insecure. I'm, and but I guess my problem is there's not there's not enough Issa to go around. You know what I mean? There's no, not. No, I know she's yeah. She's like you can't just spread thin already as it is, yeah. right? Right. Photograph. I am gonna watch. Well, you know when movies are up and running again. But the movie that she has coming out later about the blind date with that guy. Um, I forget um, the name yeah. of the movie though. Me too. I'm looking at it right now. Um, isn't it called Blind Date? Love the Lovebirds. Oh, she was also in Little. Little was really funny too. So oh, yeah, uh, like, Marseille. I really like Little. Yeah, Marseille Martin. Oh, I love her so much. And then there's yeah. um um. I will say, even though some people might disagree, yeah. Um, but I do like Jordan Peele. I oh, like yeah, his work. I, do too. I, I really, like him. I really appreciate his work, and I think that it's honest. And I love what he's doing with Twilight Zone. Like, I think that that's like in terms of just taking that brand, right? Not taking it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just something really symbolic about him reinventing. You know what it is? It's because he's involved in sci-fi and horror. Like, yeah. I feel like... The, and that's not something that you associate with. Exactly. Life. And it's so no. cool. I love... Don't get me wrong. He I don't like him. all of us in theaters watching um, us. He got mm-hmm. all of us in theaters watching um, Get Out. Out. Get Out. Yeah. Like, yes. listen... I am a scary cat. I mean, I I will watch horror films once in a while, but like there are a lot of horror films I've never seen. You know why? Because I don't want to get murdered. And I feel like that, like mm-hmm. there's a connection to some of these things. Okay. Like I just don't want that on my spirit and my soul, but he had me in the theaters with my hand over my eyes watching us. Okay. So yes, <laughs> I, I base my opinion on writers now more so than before um, on how they write black women and black yes. women hit. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of what people write is very struggle based. And I'm like, listen, if my life is already a struggle, I'm not saying it is because I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways. But if my life is already a struggle, I need an escape. You know, like I need to be into something that is soft, that is like, you know, not crazy independent black women you know like i just you know i wanted a little bit more vulnerability i want a little bit more humanity you know in the in these characters and so i feel like a lot of now what i watch like if if it does involve black women or i consume it it's like fiction because i feel like there's so many black writers um like either self-publishing or like just out here you know doing the damn thing like rebecca weathers i think it's weatherspoon um talia hibbert you have um oh, and then the what's her name that's about to get the HBO show? She got endorsed by uh, George R. R. Martin. Her, her books are oh, super Tony, famous. Tony, um, or Tony, um, are you talking about the woman who wrote The Children of, of Blood and um, Bone? Yes, I, I think I can't remember I her, her name. Started with an yeah. N. No, it's it's like Tommy or Tony. Let me. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. Over it. Yeah, um, but I have her. I read that book; it's good, and I have the sequel. I haven't gotten. Can we to get yet. more black high fantasy like N.K. Jameson? Oh, well, that's thing is Jameson. Yeah, yeah, she's getting Jameson. a show too. Maybe that's who you're talking about. I thought um, you're talking about the Tommy girl, but I know that she got option for something. I know I thought it was. Yeah, she got option for her. Like she has like a book series. Yeah, and, and it's like about like a kid who's dead. Okay, anyway, she got option <laughs> for that, and um. I'm it's you know supposed to be going to HBO and George R. R. Martin's supposed to be an executive producer. I have all her books and like The Hundred Thousand Kingdom obviously was the first one that I read and it's mind-blowingly fantastic. But I really like the Dream Blood duology, which is the two books about like 
religion and belief and you know the rise and fall of empires and it's such a beautiful story and it's one of my favorite but really like i think her last series which was like the fifth season was like when she won the hugo award for all three books which is like mm-hmm. unprecedented mm-hmm. and it's so good because it's like this angry like justifiably sort of like angry being down like older black women um but it's not the way that you would expect it right like it wasn't really a story of her struggle it was her, a story of her perseverance and the people who helped her along the ways people who didn't sort of help her along the way and like sort of paralleling with her daughter and and like the secrets of her her heritage and things like that it's like a really fantastic and like just so imaginative story and like nk jimson everything she writes is fantastic so i would like oh my gosh like everything that she writes is fantastic but also like if you want something that's like you're not into fancy i I would always recommend talia hibbert um because all of her books are just so good and she writes about regular regular black women who are into all different things you know one of her characters has autism like like she's really like about writing about everyday sort of people that you would meet and it's like not kind of removed from whatever but like well i love the high fantasy (laughs) no but I, i definitely agree with that and that's why i i don't know like I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I thought the first book Loved was fantastic, it. but I did not watch Game of Thrones because uh, Game of Thrones became bad. Like it, I did not like the first season. Oh, true. I didn't even watch the first season. Okay. Um, I watched from the second season. But what's crazy about Game of Thrones is that it didn't even. It's not a situation where it became bad. It just became like every other show. If that makes uh, sense. So I like. Okay, let me, for those of you who are listening who that may not make sense, make sense to you, think of it this way. Think of it in the sense um think of it in the sense that like Game of Thrones like it wasn't and I don't know Ash if you've watched it, but it it was so good that it was better than everything else on air. And so when it started not being good anymore or not being as good as it was, I should say, um it you know it was it felt like i don't know it's like their game of thrones bad is everybody else's good because it was so great you know what i mean so i i do think that if game of thrones had been any other television show the ending could have been okay but because it was game of thrones like people expected a whole lot more you know yeah i mean Generally, like, I mean, I would read about, like, I didn't really watch the show, but, like, I read, you know, about what happened in the story and the differences from the books and what people were expecting to happen. And, like, just from what I read about what happened in the last show, like, it just, it seemed kind of lackluster to me from what, you know, all of the, you know, leading up to it and all this suspense and everything. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's it. <laughs> right. You know? It definitely did not leave, live up to its hype for sure. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, know, I just want to say that. But yeah, I, I do think that I, I and, and people really want Westworld to replace Game of Thrones. It's not. Westworld's not. <laughs> I don't know. I watched some of the some recaps of Westworld and I didn't feel inspired. OK, I know people like mutuals and stuff like that who are really, really into it. Um, anything like Tessa Thomas is on it now. Like she's on this. New yeah, season she is. Too. There was a while or like a, a time when she was like the it black girl. And she's, you think so? I like, yeah, I think for definitely. a while there was, she was kind of like the, it so black you resent girl, her because she, no, I didn't really resent her for it. Like, I just felt like, listen, I mean, you feel like it's the typical, like, 
black yeah. woman that they they usually use to represent. Oh, here's the you know because there can only be one at, at a time. At a time, know? and I mean I don't blame her for it, but like she's never done anything like even Valkyrie, which I think is probably like my favorite character from her, was never really that inspired. For oh, it she doesn't really like have a movie. standout performance. Yeah, and like her whole thing was like, oh, she was maybe a lesbian with Janelle, Janelle Monet. Like nothing she's done has wowed me to the to the the point where I was like, oh, you know, like sh- I love to see her in things because right. that's just not the case. Well, see, I feel that way about three specific. Um, what do you want to call them? Like, I don't even know what's called this. I had a word in my head too. It's like three specific uh, women. Okay. okay. Um, I felt that way about Zoe Saldana. Oh, God. Um, who is, to me, <laughs> kind of like yeah. a trash human being. Um, so Zoe, I felt that way about. I felt that way about um, Amanda Stenberg. And I felt <laughs> that... Nazi way. movie? <laughs> huh? The Nazi, Nazi movie? <laughs> yeah. And, well, also, I just don't think she's like... I Okay, we'll get back to that. And then I felt that way about... Um, um, Zoe from Blackish. What's that girl? Yara Shahidi. Yara Shahidi. First of all, Yara Shahidi. I like Yara. I like Yara. Um, I you like Yara? You guys yeah, like Yara? I do think, I think you she think she can act. act? No, I don't think she can act, but I like Yara. Like as a person? <laughs> I must say, yeah, girl. She seems, like, she seems like she's harmless. I do feel like she maybe tries a bit too hard sometimes, but like, I don't know. I feel like she's cute and she's harmless and she's just like, you know, doing the work, you know? And maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't really like, like well, that's ones. like India Moore, right? Mm-hmm. India Moore, like, oh, I just yeah? feel like she irritates me. Okay, was she the one who was like, I'm not voting because Bernie Sanders dropped out or whatever? And everyone. I like, want to say she did make a comment about, like, a political comment. Yeah. She's from um, Post. You know the show Post. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, like, I remember when I saw that and I'm like, you know, like, okay, I'm not even American, okay? And I know that, like, the Supreme Court, you know, like seats are probably going to be up for grads and if you have trump in power like <laughs> yeah you're about to lose a lot of rights so i was yeah. like yeah, was not like i she mean she didn't yeah, say something I, dumb like that and i'm pretty yeah. sure that's why i, I like yeah. i was like you know what? i'm like boy, voting yes voting is a choice but also like you live there when we used to have those conversations about cardi b being a plant i feel like one thing that really was interesting to me is that everybody was upset with tiffany haddish because of you know how she acted Cardi B did the same thing and got praised. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Um, they love ghetto fabulous when it's not black women. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Tiffany Haddish is over the top, and I and I, oh, I get irritated by her. Yeah. Same thing with Lizzo. I get irritated by Lizzo too. But yeah. like, if these had been, you know, instead of Lizzo, if it had been who's that? You know that one, what's her name? Rebel Wilson. She's so annoying. Oh my. Yeah, God. like the annoying white girl who's it's always like, you know. Or like the like the ones who like the joke the punchline is always their weight. Yes, and I'm just Amy like what? Schumer. Yeah, like Amy oh Schumer. my god, I don't even understand yeah. how she has a job. Honestly, I just don't know why they don't give Melissa McCarthy all the jobs. Like I just like I mean, if you're gonna she have is like just a, aces. Yeah, if you don't, if you're gonna, if you need to have a chubby person in that role, I mean, just go unproblematic with you know Melissa McCarthy. She's always delivers. It doesn't matter what role she's in. Her punchline is not that she's, you know, like a bigger, you know, heavier set woman. The punchline is the fact that she's actually freaking funny. You know, like do that. Don't give us Rebel Wilson doing music in that super white Glee movie that. Right. Or, or like trying to make know. it seem like, you know, because they that person is bigger, like 
they're you know, right. they're the comic relief kind of character. Or like they're reclaiming the, the, the joke. We're reclaiming yeah. I'm like, a, a fat joke is a fat joke. Like, it's lazy. It's stupid. It's not I funny. Mean, like, it's not funny. Like, it stopped being funny when you were, like, five, you know, like, and doing your mama so fat jokes in, like, the, the school um, playground. You know, like, these things are, you evolve, you know, like, please, please evolve. It's kind of like yeah. why I like really hate Family Guy. Not okay. Th- this is not necessarily because they make like you know well, there's a lot of jokes or whatever. Yeah. But like okay. Family Guy is one of those shows where like people, or like Rick and Morty, right? Like those types of shows where people try to say like it's satire, it's this, it's that. No, it's just like why do you have to make like a, every joke has to be about somebody being black or somebody? You know what I mean? Like it's just lazy to me. Oh, absolutely. yeah. That's the one thing I always noticed about like. Family Guy is like their black jokes, like they, especially about black women, yeah. like they, yes. they have a lot of jokes about black female stereotypes and yeah, and they don't, and whenever they have a black woman on the show, it's usually a, she's stereotype. a stereotype. Yeah, yeah, I think there's maybe one exception, and she never like they never like brought her back or like yeah. made any reference to her again yeah that and the rape jokes i feel like oh yes that Seth oh my God. Does has a rape joke at least one rape joke in it and i don't get it because rape is not actually funny but yeah. you know i, I guess it, satire or right something. or am, am i the only person that's also like okay this might be me being sensitive but i'm really creeped out by like the implied relationship between stewie and brian like yeah. It really creeps me out because yeah. number one, Brian is an animal. But let's say that Brian is a, a person. Yeah. Stewie's a baby. Like, yeah. even though he can talk and he can say all these things and have these evil plans, like, what? Like, like why is the especially, joke that? It's, yeah, but especially, sorry to interrupt, but like, I, I feel like, especially the, the creepiest part about the quote unquote joke is that Stewie is usually the one that instigates it. If not Brian, it's the baby that instigates this, like, like sexual like sexual like relationship with a dog a dog who dates women mind you um the weird you know like but like it's not just that i mean i love family guy i'm not uh, i will admit that i actually really enjoy watching family guy but they have a lot of rape jokes because roger is you mean american American dad is fine i mean i don't dad yeah family guy is my problem american dad american dad also has like a lot of rape jokes Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, with that. Roger. Oh. Yeah. I I guess I never really paid attention cuz I guess I must not cuz I don't watch it religiously, but when I catch it, it's usually like it's usually a pretty good episode where it's like maybe Steve doing his whole like R&B thing, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> um and Anita um Smith. <laughs> yes like I, I maybe that's like why and I never really had a negative opinion of it like shows that like pull off adult humor well would be like Bob's Burgers oh absolutely yeah. Bob's Burgers just, really like all of the jokes are appropriate for like the character's age you know yes. like that is just such a rare thing to find I feel like especially in like animated comedy that's why I actually really like Final Space too yeah like with little cattle and avocado, like everything's just so age appropriate. Age appropriate, yeah. Like, still like heartbreaking, you know, when bad stuff happens, you know. Honestly, uh, Final Space might be one of the best, like quote unquote, like adult oriented cartoons. Oh, absolutely. Like for real, for real. I yeah. just it's that show 
does like drama so well for it to be like, even if it wasn't a comedy, I feel like it would do drama extremely well. Oh, it does. Because like, I mean, no spoilers, but like when, you know, the thing happens in season one, I was just like, I didn't realize how attached I was. Yep. Until it happened. And I was like getting teary eyed when I was watching it. And I'm like, what is even going on here? Like, what See, is wrong with me? You can thank Jimin for introducing you yeah. to Final Space. It was definitely a very good recommendation. We, the podcast recommends it actually. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. We recommend it. You have it. Yes. Um, it's also, if you are American, <laughs> you can catch it on American TV. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Imagine if we talk like that. You can catch it on America's TV. No, um, <laughs> If you're American, you can also catch it on um, Adult Swim. I don't know if you guys have Adult Swim. We have Adult Swim, but I don't think that airs. And I don't really, I don't have those channels anyways. But um, because it is like a specialty kind of thing. Um, Oh, it usually comes on Cartoon Network after dark, basically. Yeah, no, we used to have this network called Teletoon, which is so fun. Um, And it was like sort of like uh, kids cartoons during the day, adult cartoons at night kind of thing. Yeah. And then they switched it to, I think they did switch it to Adult Swim or something, but then they moved it and it's just like, it got complicated. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't really need the show. I, I, I have the internet, so I don't need this. So <laughs> you know? well, um, we highly recommend, um, in, in terms of our recommendations, we're going to go ahead and recommend Final Space. We're going to go ahead and recommend, um, what's another anime that I got? Okay, um, I'm going to take some space to talk about Bleach. So okay. I have been live watching Bleach, live tweeting Bleach. <laughs> um, you know, to keep, you know, I need to have distractions on when I'm at work. You know, I can't just focus on one thing. It's just, you know, millennial thing, I guess, whatever. So I've been watching Bleach. And I mean, Bleach is one of my favorite mangas of all time. Um, I did love, I do love the, an- the anime, but not all of it. Um, and I could never get past the fillers because they have so many freaking filler episodes and seasons it's just so crazy but i decided i was gonna watch all 366 episodes of bleach i'm currently on episode 254 so i'm almost i'm almost at the finish isn't bleach still going or did they end it basically like it got canceled for the right reasons to be honest i'm i can say that as somebody who's watched episodes um and (laughs) (laughs) so it was the 20th anniversary i think of the manga or something like that this year and there was supposed to be like this big con where this big announcement by tite kubo sorry was the guy who, who who wrote the manga and like owns it um and basically because of corona it didn't happen but they they did announce that they're going to do an animation for the last arc which is like the the thousand year blood war or something like that um it's the last arc of bleach when he basically fights jesus because he fights girl what are you saying fights jesus what does jesus even have to do with soul society and well, the Soul King is kind of like God, and Yowich or Yowich or however you pronounce it is his son. So I'm going with Jesus, okay? Um, and <laughs> so he is fighting where, you know, um, Ichigo is going to be fighting him. And Bleach is fun. Honestly, like the manga itself is top notch. It is actually one of the best mangas of all time. Like, I can, I don't know who was telling, telling this about because I've been talking about anime for so, like, a lot lately. <laughs> but, um, you know, say what you want about the anime. The manga itself, the way it's 
drawn especially is just so inspiring it's beautiful it's gorgeous it's mind-blowing it like takes your breath away and like not just the lines and everything but like the 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 um costumes of like the the gold t13 like the squads and things like that like every character looks doesn't look like another character everybody has their own unique thing and it's so modern and fresh and i think that's really what caught a lot of people's eyes when bleach first came out um now let me tell you about something else that i didn't like about bleach and I didn't realize how much I didn't like it until I started rewatching it. But Orihime, anyway, is one of the worst female characters ever written in the history of fiction. Oh, God. What happened? So basically, <clears throat> the story starts with Ichigo. He is like a regular 15-year-old boy, He but he can see ghosts. And it's kind of, you know, right. annoying, but, you know, like, whatever. And so he's in his room, this soul reaper, and basically... A soul reaper is somebody who lives in the in the land of the dead, which is like not quite heaven, but like that's where the souls that don't go to hell go, and they pretty much like exist there until it's time okay. to be reincarnated. Yeah, it's kind of like to, until they can be reincarnated. That's sort of like where, and then you know, pass on back to the land of the living. So she's a soul reaper, and basically, what they do is they fight hollows, which are like the demon guys, and they also send like wayward souls to to the land of the dead so that they could you know find peace or whatever. So. They meet, he can see her, she's like, WTF, they bicker, which is basically their thing. And then um, she gets badly injured trying to help him. And she has to like give him her powers so that he can help, he can save the day because she's all injured and she can't move. Um, and basically he becomes like a substitute soul reaper. And so you kind of learn a lot about Ichigo's parents and how they're also involved in the world. And like he goes to soul society because Rikia gets in trouble for giving him her powers and her brother and her quote unquote best friend um, have to take her back so that she can be punished. And she's supposed to be like, you know, uh, murdered for her crimes or whatever. And the whole point of like the first arc is Ichigo goes back, goes to her, her place, the land of the dead to save her with his friends. So Orihime... Inui is basically some girl who's a part of the crew. She's in love with Ichigo. The whole freaking time she is in love with Ichigo. Does she say that she's in love to Ichigo? No. She basically gets powers through a desire to be by his side. Trains and trains not to help Rikia. Not to save the world, but to be by his side. Basically, like... So she just exists she for her for absolutely him. only exists to be by his side like that is her Delicious. only point yeah. literally whatsoever. literally from the beginning of the series she is so creepy like if um i f honestly feel like if a man had done a lot of the things that she had done or said they would definitely be called out for it and people would be like oh that's sexist and that's you know wait so what so what's some things that she has said that like kind of alarmed you so she could smell ichigo and find out where he is based okay. on smell that's okay. a panel in actually in the manga there's a time when he's damaged and he is um passed out and she almost molested him in his sleep what and it's treated as a very romantic moment because she never, like, and I'll tell you, she never says anything to him about being in love with him. I don't hate her, but she is nothing. Like, literally in the last arc, her happiest moment, besides the epilogue, which we will get to, is the fact that she is standing side by side with Ichigo. 
while the world comes to an end. She's like, I'm so happy that I could finally be strong enough to be by your side. Those are her words. And never mind that in the entire series, Ichigo never really shows any sort of preference for Orihime. Outside of the fact that she's one of his people, you know, like... Does he have any love interest in there? So, not really, because it is shonen, and, you know, shonen doesn't really oh, do yeah. a lot of, like, like you know, romance. Um, what else? Uh, I am going to watch The Gray Man. I think it's called D. Gray Man. I'm going to watch that I might next. have to watch Hunter Hunter next. Oh, you know what? Shoot, I have I to finish Hunter Hunter, Hunter, because I only watched what was on Netflix. Um, so I didn't actually watch the last arc, and I love Hunter Hunter. Like, let me tell you how I have never wanted to beat down a deadbeat dad the way that I wanted with Gain. Because the way he treated his son gone, oh my God. Like, he's the worst father in the history of the world. Well, don't spoil anything for me because I haven't watched, oh. it, all, it, watched it at all. Oh. I've only watched, okay. like, I watched those little, like, hundreds you know of you facts know. about Hunter Hunter. You know, you'll know that he's trash right from the beginning. Don't worry. So, oh, okay. okay. But okay. Killua is my boy. I love him so much. I love What's that What's a good saying in? What's a good saying in anime I can watch? Um, I don't know. Because I feel like I already watched... I mean, is Black Butler even considered a Satan? <laughs> I don't I care mean, what vaguely. it's called. I don't care what it's called. If I honestly just want Sebastian to call me because he is my favorite. <laughs> I love that. Sebastian. Did you watch the first season? I'm in the middle of the first season. Oh, okay. so. Also, you know what? They need it. Oh, anyway, we uh, well, we've talked for three hours in thirty yeah. minutes. So yeah, let's we probably should go. Not wrap talk anymore. Let's wrap it up. We haven't even been recording for as long as like we've no. some, we've recorded way longer than this amount of time. Yeah. It's just we always start earlier. So we start. Yeah, we just he heed a lot this morning. Like when well, we started. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. And I'm gonna shoot. I just talked about um. You know how I put a tweet out about us, you know, asking for topics? Somebody actually wrote APIC comeback. <laughs> so we'll talk about APIC's comeback in the next episode um, at Fope6890. Um, but thank you for the question. We're definitely going to talk about it, though, in our next full episode. This is more of a... Do we literally want just wanted to talk up. about... A, first of all, there was no topics, but also we literally just wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, mostly anime. I really, really want to complain about Bleach. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm sorry. I just really need to get off my soul and my spirit because Bleach is, has been a lot for me lately. Uh, <laughs> if you want, you know, some more content from us, please let us know. We yeah. are very happy to um, word vomit in a lot of sense, in a lot of cases, um, about the things that we love, like today. Um, the things that we hate as well, you know, like today. And we would love to give you more of, you know, more of the things that make us us. Mm-hmm. So Where can if, the people find us? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Nyan Edizens. They can find us at uh, Not Your Average Edizens at SoundCloud and uh, Instagram. And on, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can, you know, just drop us a line at any of our social medias or at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know. Do you like Orihimi? Do you hate Orihimi? Who Do you people? think that Ichigo and Rikia should have been together? Because I do. Well, send us your favorite um, seinen animes. Um, send us your favorite 
Um, yeah, basically, I'm just really trying to get into a good seinen anime. So please do not send any shonen. I do not care about people kamehameha blasting them <laughs> with lightning. Please don't do this to me. Please just send her only shonen. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> this is I mean, weird. you're going to, like... You're talking about My Hero Academia. So, I mean... Actually, yeah. that's what I was going to say earlier. My Hero Academia has, like, really, really beautiful scenery. Like, every yeah, time I see a preview of the show, I'm like, oh, my God, this show is so pretty, the setting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and Black Clover is something I'm going to try out as well, too. That's really popular right now, so... We like interacting with you guys, and we, we have been getting people interacting on yeah. Twitter. So if you want to comment and talk to us, we like to talk Yeah, a lot. as you can tell. So <laughs> just, you know, comment, talk to us on Twitter, talk yeah. to us, whatever. If you have something you want to ask, something you want to suggest, something that you want to just vent about, talk about, we're here. Yeah, if you want to um, see my descent into hell with Bleach, I am also on Twitter. And I'm sure if you look in the Orihimi tag, you will definitely see a lot of my tweets. So, <laughs> yeah. So any more shout outs before I do my shout out? Uh, no, I think that is it for me. Oh, shout out to Ash. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> and yeah. shout out to Jimin, my partner in crime. Who, uh, <laughs> we have had a lot of fun with freestyle. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. Well, shout outs to uh, my fellow hosts, co hosts. Uh, shout outs to, um, shout outs to Jungle. Yeah. Great. Anyways, yes. Bye. Bye, guys.